This episode of For Geek's Sake is brought to you by Bowegans Beer Company. Bowegans. Uh, oh, God. I don't, I don't have one. Go to music. Go to music. Curry. You didn't even do it right. You're a failure. <laughs> I was doing music. <laughs> oh, God. What happened now? This is... Welcome to For Geek's Sake. Are we starting? Is that this was, it? That, this no, we're is doing the start it. of the we're show. We're owning it and we're going forward. Oh, God. We're only 29 seconds in. The only, <laughs> the only thing that matters is that we, go, we got the Bowegans part right. That's the only thing that actually matters. How many bourbons have we had already? Not enough. Uh, welcome to Free Geek's Sake. My name is Al Sterling in the studio today with producer Dan. Hey, everybody. And co-host Liz. Hello, everyone. And we didn't, lo- we didn't give a microphone th- this time, but we have our technical director, Eli, uh, in there as well. Uh, uh, guys, what the hell's going on, man? How y'all doing? Pretty good. I don't know. I got new shoes. I see that. Uh, and for those of you enjoying the YouTube, <laughs> uh, we have Liz's legs are here as well. Hi, I, Liz's legs. I got new shoes and I sit under a desk and nobody saw my shoes today. So, so YouTube gets to see them. So YouTube gets to YouTube. see my shoes. This is horribly uncomfortable. You don't you have can, to you sit can like stop. That. I know, but I just thought it was going to be like a thing like, Hey everyone, welcome to for geek's sake. I hope everyone's having a fantastic evening. Delilah. No, uh, and as a reminder, not. everyone, our Patreon uh, is currently. <laughs> is that is going to be a new level on the Patreon? I don't know. Look, if it hashtag listen, Liz's legs, hashtag Liz's legs. I'm yeah, we're done. All right, uh, I'm getting down. You do that. So while, while Liz tries to navigate here, um, we got a, a couple things uh, to cover here, kind of right out the gate. I believe you have our you have our first one here. We have an important announcement. You- Wait, what? That I matched with a with a DC anchor on Bumble? No, but that too. Oh, that's, yes, that's exciting. What was- so we're gonna we're gonna open this up weekend. Liz's, Liz's dating yeah, apps. Liz's on dating apps. Okay, so wait, what was I supposed to do? What was what? what, what you were looking at me like I- the Patreon? Oh, oh, okay. So the, wait, you know no, what? you fill this in because so we got- so we had somebody. Donate and then the the the. So if you back if you back Patreon at the ten dollar level, which I believe is called the Elon. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so somebody signed get, up for the Elon. You get you get a shout out on the show, and uh, he sent us exactly how it, who like he would like it done, and we thought it was incredibly awesome. Uh, uh, so specific, specifically requested that I deliver this because of my stance, uh, my status, my my title uh, on mm-hmm. the show, not co-host, but you know. Former senior Game of Thrones For, correspondent. Former senior Game of Thrones correspondent. Or so, maybe Game um, of Thrones co- correspondent alumni. No. Okay. Good. No, probably not. Uh, nope. There it is. Okay. This so, um, we are off to a great. We're, start. It's it's so great. We're doing so great. Just remember that what my legs was a great idea. Remember what my legs look like, everyone. <laughs> um, oh, I'm selling myself out. If I could, I would. Sell you, myself, I mean, not uh, tell you. For $100 a sense. month. Wait, no. Mm-mm. What? <laughs> Read the damn thing, please. Uh, so this is our shout out. Thank you so much for your donation. Um, Andrew DeSalvo of the House DeSalvo. First of his name. The Unhaired. King of the Andrews and the first round drafters. Call of the 414. Maker of Reigns and Father of Brayden. That goes out to our draft master, Mr. Andrew DeSalvo. Very that, nice. That was awesome. That was awesome. Uh, a, a couple fun facts uh, about... Uh, Mr. DeSalvo, first of his name. Um, a lot of people aren't aware of this, mm-hmm. but um, the uh, the I4 eyesore, you know, yeah. we have right here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Andrew actually is the one who has volunteered to personally take it down brick by brick. Oh, fantastic. Mm. Yeah, he actually has volunteered for that duty. We're trying to get some of the zoning taken care of, but he's going to manually pull down the entire I4 eyesore 
all by himself. Great. Is there yep. is there a GoFundMe for that? Uh, we'll need to look into it, but I, I know okay. right currently it's, it's just kind of wrapped up itself. Um, he also, by the way, uh, is the one who has been uh, solely responsible for all of the funny Bud Light ads over time. <laughs> So if mm. you've enjoyed any Bud Light commercials ever, those like, were actually all Andrew. Like uh, the real American hero? <laughs> yeah, that was all him, man. That all was the all way him. back to the toads. Exactly. That was, all of those were They were, were bullfrogs. Yeah. It wasn't um, so those were actually all him. Uh, he also was uh, the first person to, to look around and say, um, you know what might be fun? Uh, good television. And so <laughs> the, the golden age of television actually mm. all comes back directly to, to Andrew DeSalvo, first of his name. Nice. Yeah, not, I mean, these are, these are just these are facts that I'm sharing with you maker, about the patron. Maker of Reigns uh, is probably my favorite part of his title. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. And that actually, that actually comes to us uh, in, in, in part because um, you might have heard that California is finally experiencing a little bit of additional rain. Mm-hmm. Uh, that actually directly related to Andrew. Andrew brought the rains out there. <laughs> Uh, did so, he also um, see the rains down in Africa? He did, actually. And he made sure that those dispersed a little bit more evenly. Fantastic. Um, yeah, I mean, that's that's what happens. So don't forget, folks, if you would like your own shout-out here, uh, $10 a month will get you the Elon, is the name of the backing there, and uh, we will be more than happy to share with people all of your accomplishments that people may not know about, and maybe you yourself don't know about, uh, but we'll... <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll share those there. So now that we've gotten that, that part done, we've covered all the people who are paying us. Now, Bowigans, now that I, uh, well, my mom, but we do that later. Yeah, yeah we right. always do your mom late we in the show. We do your mom later in the show. So <laughs> after we get really drunk. After we've had a few more drinks, we'll do your mom. Um, to be fair, I, anyway. Uh, <laughs> Please don't finish that <laughs> sentence. So speaking of, nope, let's not do that either. We're going to ignore that segue opportunity and just ask you how your dating life has been, because apparently that's a thing that we're going to talk about now. So <laughs> apparently, I guess so, this week in Liz's sad, miserable love life. Um, no, nothing, nothing really. So I, I've been finding a lot of geeks on the dating apps, which makes me really Are happy. Are you finding them? Wait, wait, they- wait. You found geeks looking for love online? if you're just gonna make shit up liz then we're not gonna do it anymore (laughs) let me show you my shocked face um no and so i and i'm and i'm actually a little disappointed not from a dating aspect but from like i really wanted to get this freaking guy on the show so hey matt if you're listening uh (laughs) stop ignoring me so i've matched with this guy who's an anchor for dc comics an anchor anchor, i-n-k-e-r which means he's you know he's coloring in the the problem might have been that you were on a dating app and all you wanted to talk about was him coming on your podcast. No, I didn't. I played it cool. I played it really cool. And yeah, no, something I'm sure else you with did. You. I, yeah, I mean, I was like, t- I was like, tell me everything about your job. And like, it's so cool. And was this always your life's aspiration? And he was probably like, like you're interviewing him on the phone. You're not talking about my penis. So I'm obviously going to stop talking to you. <laughs> He's like, you haven't, you haven't asked for one dick pic. <laughs> Um, I'm out. Nope. Uh, but yeah, no, he's currently inking Green Lanterns um, for DC, which makes me. <laughs> nope. <laughs> no. Nope. What? Uh, I don't know. It just sounded dirty. Just, <laughs> just inking Green Lanterns. He's inking like, Green Lanterns uh, like the comic. Like, no, I get, like editions of the comic. Does he live in Florida? Yes. Yeah. He's really? a, he's a he's a New York City transplant. Um, this is and this is as far as the conversation got. I mean, I'm telling you, there's like like seven text messages between us, and I was like, oh man, this is so great. I just. Be- procured a really cool guest through a dating app no he okay. hasn't responded to me in like so, three days now which app did you use uh, this is bumble i this don't is bumble. i don't mess with tinder anymore no um tinder's just gotten way too it's just it's just gross is tinder's just mainstream? gross no no it's okay. not that it's too mainstream it's just icky. i don't know i was trying to figure out 
Uh, okay, the, so uh, DC Anchor. So she ghosted um, Tinder. I ghosted Tinder. I did. I, Is that a legitimate use of the word ghosted? No. Okay. No. I was no, excited. I was excited because I thought. It, <laughs> no, all right. it's not. Uh, um, so 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 now we're on Bumble. And, yeah, and now we're on Bumble. Bumble seems to be. Yeah, um, yeah. Done. I'm, missed I, out, Inker. Yeah. Come on, Matt. Matt. Tracer. Tracer. <laughs> Get the oh no he might listen to this like maybe he you know like oh sorry i was like, busy inking for the past couple days which is why i haven't responded i mean inking. and then he's gonna listen to this and you just called him a tracer <laughs> i mean all right let's move on he is a tracer uh, <laughs> so we'll just go here um we've got things to discuss here we're doing our thor ragnarok review so spoilers uh for a b-roll today we are gonna be uh interviewing i'm very excited for this so if you remember last week uh, we actually had, uh, we talked about Stabby Dave, if you recall. Stabby Dave. Um, the, uh, we actually have managed to, thanks to our technical director, we have secured an interview with the guy on the subway. The guy is this guy, uh, wait, wait. Uh, Anthony Jordan. He's coming here? No, he is not. Dip. Producer Dan, uh, has been asking me since about episode seven. But there, we have a very hard and fast rule around here <laughs> that if you want to appear on the show, you must appear in studio. Yes, yes, we did. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I think I may have been the one who owned that particular policy. Uh, mm-hmm. So, however, when our technical director secured Anthony Durden, the guy on the subway who fought off the knife attack with the, with, an, uh, with an Atachi headband for an art headband, mm-hmm. uh, he, got, he, he got him and he said this guy was willing to come on and do an interview on the show. I, I couldn't pass that up. So we're going to do a phone interview. I make no promises as to how this thing's going to go. The first time ever. Um, but yes, you the heard first it here first ever, on for geek's sake. We are going to be interviewing, uh, Mr. Anthony Durden, uh, uh, and talking to him about his experiences. Uh, and we'll ask him questions that have nothing to do with the knife <laughs> attack. And then probably like one or two that do. Uh, so that is our B roll. So if you haven't seen Thor Ragnarok and you want to skip that for the spoilers, that's fine. But dude, seriously, come back for this interview. Cause it's going to be amazing. And fast um, forward, like it, at least an hour and a half because you know that we're going to talk about this movie for just way too damn long. Can we try not to? Let's try not to. So that's <laughs> we what we let's just get the hell through to. this week in Geek. Right, okay. This week in Geek, let's go ahead and get started. Starting out with some This Week in Elon, what I think may be among the most disruptive things, like I'm not joking around here, uh-huh. uh, one of the most disruptive things that uh, uh, Elon has introduced. Um, and he's introduced a lot of game changers here. But um, not to be confused with Game Changer, right? Right, which is an amazing organization. And you all should be supporting it. Yes, hashtag Game Changer. Uh, I'm big into hashtags now. The uh, <laughs> it seems about right because hashtags like ten years old, right? Yeah, okay. I still don't think that you know how to use. Yeah, them, I don't think you. But do you're either. really into like the fact that you're them. just like saying hashtag. Yeah, yeah. But then you don't actually post hashtags anywhere. No. Okay. No, I just want to say hashtag a lot. I'm always ten years behind the curve. That's you're, where I. You're mm-hmm. cute. That's where I live. Uh, anyway, so. Um, Elon has teased through Tesla uh, the self-driving uh, uh, semi 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 truck semi truck, uh, and he does this like the one really like Uber photoshopped like hashtag filter. Does that does it do that part right? No. no. Okay. Uh, so no. That, oh my god. That, that was one, so that one. So I did bad. just to bother Liz. I just did that one to bother Liz. The um, but the truck. Uh, it's just it's just a picture of like all dark and everything. You can just see kind of the headlights there. It reminds um, me of uh, the, the the trucks from Logan. Yes, absolutely, it absolutely does. So if you've seen Logan the movie, there's a scene that has a bunch of these trucks going up and down the road. This I think. Why didn't we review Logan? We did. Did we do it with our numbers? Where did Logan Maybe. come in? 
Okay, let's not get distracted here. Because um, I wasn't here for that. The, I didn't see one. The, um, but the truck here represents what could be the biggest disruptor to the current economy kind of thing here. We still transport a lot of things by truck. Um, and those, are, if those items no longer required a driver, that is going to do a couple things. Um, first, it is going to take away a lot of jobs. Yeah. Um, now that is going to be a thing that happens. Period. I mean, there's no, there's no getting around this. As I mean, automation comes through, the number of jobs is going to go down. And there's a lot of very, very intelligent economists. Actually, if you check out Macro Musings, you might find some more information. Remember that podcast I posted about the macroeconomics mm-hmm. podcast? No, that okay. real adult um, podcast that you were talking about? <laughs> it was a good show. But, um, but from an economic standpoint, there's an argument over whether or not as, as automation and robotics replace jobs, what happens to those? Do, they, do, we, do we have other industries that pop up and other jobs that are created, or do people just not work anymore? I was having um, this discussion with someone recently, and, and their stance on the whole situation was not so much that AI is going to take over and like eliminate the human race, but obviously it's going to cause huge economic disruption and uh, enough jobs for everyone is going to become a luxury. And that might be. And there's, and there's, we could go down this rabbit hole and it's a really, and that's something that Elon's talked a lot about and that the, uh, that a standard living wage would have to become part of it. There are. And that's one of the arguments. A standard living wage comes part of this. I mean, if we look back at other cultures, um, you would find that there tends to, that's how we get a rise of an aristocracy. Uh, and some of those kind of, I mean, we think of an aristocracy now and there is, I guess it exists to a point, but even things like, um, if Professor Stone would hear, um, something like Plato and Aristotle and Socrates, and these guys were just paid by the government to sit around and think and, and, and philosophy and art and all of these things were, were funded by the government, um, of the time. And so you could argue that something like that may pop up, but there's some examples in history, but, um, the, uh, that is part of it. Part of it is to be a lot less jobs. But the other part of it that I think is really interesting is this also theoretically drives down the cost by a lot. See, oh, yeah. but like real quick, I'm thinking about hipsters and you just talked about people being paid by the government to sit around and philosophize. And that does not go well in today's day and age. Like, it's, oh, me too, man. So, well, it's the, thing. The, the, the culture has to, <laughs> the culture has to adjust one way or the other. Right. But I mean, there are limits, for example, on how many hours a day that a, a driver, a truck driver is allowed to drive. Yeah. Uh, Which is obviously smart. Right. Uh, there's a whole bunch of kind of things that go into this piece, but what happens for the most part, in case you guys aren't aware of how things get to you, as things tend to come in, assuming you're in the continent United States, we produce a lot of our own stuff here, or stuff will come in from uh, come in from outside. Regardless, a lot of times what will end up happening is they get packaged onto planes or planes or trains. Those planes or trains go to a distribution center and automobiles. They get well, actually, that's where the automobile comes in. They'll get loaded up onto the back of a truck. The truck drives to the distribution center, and then it kind of goes out from there. If you automate that truck portion of it, the most labor intensive portion of it, because you can put you know, a million items into a, into, onto a train and get it to a certain spot. Yeah. But then you have to have thousands of trucks transporting that millions of things in order to get to all the individual spots. You automate that. There's no more need for the truck to stop. There's no more need for, uh, uh, for a human being to be around for a lot of that stuff. And basically all you have to have is somebody to decide to unload the truck and it's all done. Um, that is the impact on that is, is theoretically massive. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think that we should really be doing a main topic on this whole subject. <laughs> this should, could well, be an entire show. Rise of automation is actually a huge topic, and you're right. That would make actually a really good show. We should somebody should write that down. Oh wait, look, I'm doing it. Hey, look at you yeah. with your. Are pen. you gonna a technical director? You like you gonna put the show ideas for us? There you go. <laughs> uh, hey, if you'd like access to our Slack channel, by the way, another great way to another reason to back something, Elon. You get access to our Slack channel, and you get to see a whole bunch of the behind the scenes stuff, a whole bunch of the garbage that um, we just message each other all the time. Right. So uh, that's it. So that that's what's going on there. We'll see what happens next. Uh, one other, just a quick aside on on our on our main man Elon. By the way, he's had a rough couple weeks. Yeah, not we, Elon's not been doing so great. No. Well, and this is part of the issue here too. Is we we talk about all the interesting stuff that Elon does all the time. I think it's worth noting this noting this one very briefly too uh a lot of what's going on here with elon is a lot of people betting on him betting on the future piece here mm-hmm. tesla is not a trillion dollar company tesla is, a, is is definitely a successful car company at this point but it's not doing ford numbers it's not doing you know like toyota numbers right nothing nothing even close to that um and so you know the same well thing it's not the- at ford or toyota prices either no, but there's no there's no comparison to the profit margins here. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the amount of the amount of profit being made is just insane. Uh, when you, I mean, on the Ford and Toyota side versus, especially in comparison to Tesla, and the same thing with the Tesla roofs and all the other items, the power power walls, all of these things that are happening here. Um, the boring company, they're all ideas that might end up being huge, but people don't aren't betting on Elon's inventions; they're betting on the man himself yeah mm-hmm. uh and so now some of these numbers aren't looking so great and things haven't gone so well and there's some people saying that elon is not in fact worth as much as people have been investing in him um and so he and he didn't react great to it and he was yelling shame at a bunch of uh, journalists who were yeah. asking him some uncomfortable uncomfortable questions and uh unless you're leading queen cersei uh, down the streets <laughs> naked, you don't get to yell shame. Yeah, probably That's, not the best. No, so uh, Elon may come unhinged. He may find this may be what, what what pushes him to go super villain. Um, <gasps> oh shit! Yeah, they doubted me. They they had all these negative things. Like if he felt oh grace, shit, and then the whole time he's gonna be like, oh, and I warned you about the robot uprising, and now here are all my robot warriors, yep. and we're gonna freaking die. You're going to freaking die. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Do you think Elon's on your side? Well, if we welcome the robot overlords, and we've said nothing but pleasant things about Elon for the past two years. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, Scourge. We're betting. Listen. We're working our way to the inner circle. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We're playing We're playing the long game here. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of playing games. Huh? Yeah. Uh, Hey-oh. Overwatch. Uh, this is... Uh, so, a couple couple quick things on Overwatch here. First, they have a new, a new uh, hero that has been announced, Moira. And I'm very excited for her. If you're an Overwatch fan, uh, you probably already heard about this piece. So set that aside for the moment. The more interesting piece here, though, is that we, Florida, uh, now have our very own professional Overwatch team. Yay! Yay! You joining? Uh, you going to no. try out? No. He's not that good at video oh my games. God, no. I am... Here's the thing. Here's the thing. We, uh, I play on the regular with... Actually, I play on the regular with our technical director, Eli, and uh, our senior So you legal. lose a lot. Well, and our senior legal correspondent, T. Bradford Petrino Esquire of Korshak and Associates. Not, not Bradford T. Petrino. <laughs> not Bradford T. T. Bradford. It's actually Theodore. The T stands for Theodore. I said this wrong uh, earlier. No, no, no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It stands for Thomas. <gasps> it stands for Thomas. Oh. I actually used to. It doesn't matter. That joke's not going to be funny for anybody else but me, uh, including actually T. Bradford Petrino. So uh, T. Bradford Petrino Esquire of Korshak and Associates. So the three of us will play in the regular, and it's a cooperative game. But if you were to rank where the three of us land, uh, uh, I like that you just Brad- called it a cooperative and not a co-op. 
Well, I, I don't I don't assume everybody's familiar with it. So it's a cooperative <laughs> game. It's a team versus team kind of thing. So we're always on the same team. Mm-hmm. And if you were to rank the three of us, Brad and Eli uh, will battle it out for first and second place. And I am holding strong at number three. See, I used to play Up Call three. of Duty with uh, producer Eli. And he, you're actually the producer. He's technical, like, technical director. producer. <laughs> oh, my God. I apologize for shortening it. Um, it's a technical director, not a producer. <laughs> but we would wow. play. We would play online. And Eli would be like, all right, you hide here. I'm going to go knife everybody. <laughs> and he would literally destroy the other team and never shoot a bullet. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, and like in hardcore mode. <laughs> now picture that. And if you've watched the YouTube where uh, Eli actually finally put himself on camera, picture that with the magnificent beard. With the magnificent beard. Oh, the beard was not picture, there. Then. Picture the beard. Well, no, he was clean shaven at that point. <laughs> but yeah, picture yeah. it. He picture was a baby with the beard. Face. I, I, I picture the beard. The beard. I just, just actually the beard knifing people, like so, not not a human, <laughs> just a so, beard with a knife. So Florida Mayhem is the name of the team. It's on. It's an Atlantic Coast team. There's about there's twelve teams total. Uh, most of them are located in the United States, but there's also a team out of Shanghai, China, out of Seoul, South Korea. Uh, there's one over in, out of I think London. Yeah, out of London, too, and then a bunch in the U.S. So the way they've done it is actually pretty interesting. They're just doing an Atlantic League and a, and a Pacific League. And then those two – I'm sorry, division. Sorry, Atlantic Division and Pacific Division. And they'll do a, they'll play a total of 40 games, 20 within the division, 20 cross division. And then the top six teams from each side – I'm sorry, the top six teams total. So the top three teams from each division will go ahead and move on. So um, we are going to see if we can get a hold of one of these people. Not during the main season, though, so we'll have to... Yeah, yeah, don't bother them. They're busy. No, they're and they're they're insanely busy. Like, it's it's really, really cool. So, um, that's it. So, Florida Mayhem, we're pretty stoked about that. Or at least maybe I am. Maybe we's a strong term. I'm pretty <laughs> stoked about that. You so are. We, uh, we'll see what happens with it, though. This is the rise of esports. Blizzard is banking a lot of money on this. They have... They're building out um, home arenas. Home arenas being built out for each of the teams as well. Uh-huh. So they'll actually be one. So and the Florida team, it's out of Orlando and Miami. So I don't know where they'll put the studio. I'm assuming they'll put it in Orlando. Yeah, their, Junction. Um, this, yeah, <laughs> halfway between. Yeah, that way. <laughs> God, <laughs> do you know what kind of incentives Yeehaw Junction would offer if they could <laughs> right. get something like that? Like, oh wait, but you'd, you'd have to have an internet connection, so that might not work. Ooh, it's a good call. Oh, bummer. Good... <laughs> Yeehaw Junction. Um, <laughs> I've been to Yeehaw Junction. Yeah, we've been to Yeehaw Junction. That's, uh, there's a Stuckey's out there. <laughs> I think that's it. What's a Stuckey's? There's got to be a Walmart. There probably is now. Yeah. Back in the day. It was and a Stuckey's. No? What's a Stuckey's? Um, it's the Walmart of truck stops. Okay. Yeah. Like a Flying J. A what? No, okay. move on. Move this on. Is, on here. This, is, uh, so this is too hard of a tangent. Well, Following up on Bezos, uh, who's uh, before was trying to trying to move in on Elon's turf. I want my Game of Thrones of Amazon. That's what I imagine Jeff Bezos sounds like. I like, <laughs> I like. I imagine that, and then he slammed his fist down hard on the table. You mean like this? I don't want it, you stop banging on my table. Here, I thought it was like when he tried to order food from uh, uh, Whole Foods and accidentally <laughs> bought Whole Foods. I think Alexa, <laughs> Alexa, order from Whole Foods. Buying play Lord Whole of the Foods. Rings, and they were like, produce Lord of the Rings. So. <laughs> And that's actually so. There's now they are now in talks apparently 
for uh, Amazon to produce a full Lord of the Rings television series. Oh, let so it go. if you wanted, I mean, to be fair, if you wanted your Game of Thrones, it is not a bad idea to go to the thing that Game of Thrones ripped off because. Hey, whoa, 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 hey. whoa, calm down. Okay, no, 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 I'm sorry. I'm going to take a very, very 100% firm stand here, okay? Uh-huh. Everybody ripped off Tolkien. Everybody. Uh-huh. Tolkien. Listen to me right now. Dungeons and Dragons ripped off Tolkien. Tolkien defined what an elf and a dwarf were. Like he defined those but, for the okay, modern that's, generation. He defined you them, call and he opened up the yeah, though. and he opened up the world. You can okay. you can't call it a ripoff. You see, you no, no, you can't call it a ripoff because that's like okay, okay, all right. It's if you that's fine. That's negative press. I'm not. Oh no, we couldn't. <laughs> we couldn't possibly have negative press around. George R. R. Martin. Uh, the here's the thing. Everything, the, everything, everything, every modern piece of fantasy out there is inspired by. You can say inspired by is an Tolkien is to, the, the is grandfather a, of fantasy. He's. I mean, yes. There's. That's like saying all rock and roll ripped off Elvis. That's now, not the same thing. I, well, Elvis ripped off. Right. You know, black culture. So. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm being honest about that. You know, Hashtag hot take. Listen, it's not a hot take. That's just. That's Can we just keep talking it. about Amazon so, okay. now? But, uh, so, but the, just because somebody defines a category and begins a category does not mean everything that comes in that category is now a ripoff of that person. All right, all right, all right, all right. That's fine. You can. That's, that's fine. I did not just mean say that and, you're wrong and we're right. You, I've been married I mean, for a long time, <laughs> so sure. Game I'm of Thrones wrong is, and you're right. Game of Thrones is a ripoff of the the War of the Roses more than it is Tolkien. Fine. My point here is, fine, I'm wrong and you're right. Everybody happy? So, so I, think, I think now we found out that we can't drink bourbon together because now we all hate each other. <laughs> oh, I hated oh. you guys long before the bourbon. The, so the so he wants to produce Lord of the Rings series. This could work. At first, it was like we just we just did Lord of the Rings, and then realized that was 20 years ago. Oh, 20 years ago mm-hmm. is when the freaking Ian movies. McKellen yeah, Ian no. McKellen first. Ian McKellen first donned Gandalf. We were in high school, home slice. No, we weren't. I was uh, the the first Lord of the Rings movie came out. I went on a, a date with my wife to that movie, and my we've wife. been together for sixteen years. Well, it came out in either two thousand one or two thousand two. Uh, let's see here, two thousand one. Boom. Okay, so I was in high school sixteen years ago. Sixteen years me. since since we started. When was the last one? Well, if we're not counting the Hobbits, and we probably shouldn't, um, I don't care. The, so it's still been like ten years. We're still, we're still. I mean, thanks to Spider Man, we're still well within reboot time. I don't know. Does this work? No, no. I don't think so either. No, okay, God, let's no. move on. <laughs> That's it. No, I'm, good. I'm actually literally good with that. Uh, moving on. So Star Trek Discovery. We have a CBS All Access update. So Star Trek Discovery. Everybody, I've been hearing insanely good reviews on it. So I have gone back and checked out a couple more episodes. I watched the first two, therefore opening bit. Uh, Cracked.com was so bold as to say that Star Trek Discovery is like the the Star Trek that we have all been waiting for. The best series of all time. Like the best adaptation of Star Trek. There's, They've got some pretty... And they're not the only ones. There's a lot of folks saying some incredible things about Star Trek Discovery. So I uh, put down... I went ahead and... Um, I went ahead and watched a couple of other episodes. I didn't... I didn't pay for the episodes. That's not be stupid. Uh, but I did watch a couple more episodes, and I have to tell you, wow. 
Yeah? Yes. No, I'm going to... Wa- I'm only about uh, episode four, so I need to put a couple more down okay. before I come back and give a Drinks more... Drinks or episodes? Yes. Uh, <laughs> before I, I kind of give a more a more solid review as our... What would probably be our senior Star Trek... Record? Do we have a senior Star Trek correspondent? You're the host. You can't be anything. Right. Do we have a senior Star Trek correspondent? <laughs> I don't think no? so. Okay, so um, but we can work on that. Yeah, we have to. Maybe but, Nix could be that. Ooh. She's a big Star Trek fan. Oh, I'd love to have Nix back on too. Yeah, yeah. Check out. Uh, hey, Nix, if you're listening. Nix, you listening? Nix, Nix, come, come talk about some Star Trek. Why did I just? Like, I don't know. Why I don't did know I just go full Brooklyn? What is? Going I have on? no idea. Just turned into coffee talk. Oh God. <laughs> You just managed to insult the entire Northeast, though. Have you seen CBS so, All Access? It's CBS like All, butter. So that's the first part. Other part here, Star Trek Discovery has already been renewed for a second season. Star, uh, CBS All Access has doubled its subscriptions. <laughs> Which is amazing since it didn't really exist before. It went right, well, five to ten people. Right, exactly. <laughs> but the most interesting piece here is not just that. It's what else is coming to CBS All Access. Mm-hmm. So Will Ferrell is taking a funnier die style, uh, uh, or a bit. He he he's one of the guys that owns Funnier Die. He's uh-huh. right behind it. He is bringing a comedy that he is a part of mm-hmm. exclusively to CBS All Access. Now that I mean that that's not like, this is not Will Ferrell's not a guy who does a whole lot of television, right? Uh, but he's doing it for CBS All Access. So that was pretty interesting. And then Keegan Michael Key of uh, Key and Peele, mm-hmm. uh, also the director of Get Out. Mm-hmm. is now in talks to do a Twilight Zone reboot, uh, and that will also be exclusively on CBS All Access. Mm-hmm. I'm con- they're, they're might be gaining some traction. I'm confused <laughs> because I feel like there may come a point when paying money for CBS becomes a viable thing. Well, Okay, but here's the thing. CBS All Access realizes that it cannot survive on Star Trek alone. It has to offer... Other things that people are going to be interested in. Right. But And right now, you've got a situation in Hollywood where people are saying, you know what? I can make anything right now. And they're, they're coming up with a concept, and they're shopping it around, and they take it to Netflix, and they take it to all the major stations, and then they take it to Hulu, and then they take it to Amazon. And now they've got one more place that they can take it to where they can say, hey, we're going to crowdfund this, or we're going to use our own money to fund this can we put it out on your service? And it's just giving another place for this to happen. Neither Will Ferrell nor Keegan Michael Key are crowdfunding shit. Like, no, but they're personally funding shit. They may be putting a little <laughs> bit of their own cash behind it. I don't know. I mean, I didn't see the details on that. Did you see something that said that they were funding it? No, I'm not saying that that's necessarily what's happening with these two individual projects. But you, we've seen it with Zach Braff did his own his GoFundMe for his movie. Um, oh, sure, sure. Yes, there's definitely that know, happening. That, that's a big but, thing that's happening right now. And then once you get the funding, you still have to shop it around and find somebody to actually put it out. Right. Well, CBS All Access in a very short amount of time has gone from a joke to like, I mean, well, and they've Will got the name. Ferrell, Will Ferrell coming back to TV, or coming back to Will Ferrell going to TV, no, coming back to TV. What, what was he? Yeah, so he did. What TV show did he do? Saturday Night Live. It's a little oh, thing. It's a very small. I might have heard of it. I'm very sorry, small sketch comedy show. show. Yeah. All right, you both can kiss my ass. <laughs> uh, I'd forgotten. I, I, I don't. See, uh, Saturday Night Live is just a whole different beast. You know, it's not like a. It doesn't matter. But Keegan-Michael Key, I mean, those are those are legit names that are coming down. Like Right, I'm, but uh, CBS All Access, this isn't like uh, some random, uh, just somebody saying, hey, here's a new service. Like when Netflix started, 
Right. You know, it was a DVD subscription service. It took them a while to get into the point of actually making original content because they had to establish a name. Look, here's CBS my... has a, a foundational name. It's one of the, the original three. And now it's just opening a new chapter. It's opening a new chapter, but it's it's opening a new chapter in a in a realm that is so dominated already. You know, like you said, Netflix took a long time to establish itself as what it is today. It's it's the DC, you know, it's the DC universe trying to become the Marvel universe in a quarter of the amount of time. Like yeah. Marvel has been building their world for so long and dc's coming in like we can do this too i mean, i think i would argue that cbs is already doing better than dc yeah well obviously that's not an argument <laughs> i mean <laughs> like, aside from wonder woman and maybe justice league will find uh, out maybe, it because know. everything that dc's put out has made money it's just not been critical successes no 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 back slight correction everything they put out has made a lot of money uh-huh but has not been good <laughs> right i mean I mean, there's a whole. And so far, and so far from what we're hearing, Star Trek has been good, but we don't know that it's made a lot of money because they haven't put out any subscription numbers. That's mm. true. That's true. Very okay, true. so we'll keep walking here. I'm going to finish watching the Star Trek Discovery. I'm going to get caught up on it. Uh, with, okay, I'm not paying for it, but we'll get caught up on it, and then we'll see what happens next. All right, let's move on here. Uh, it is time for Arthur Ragnarok. Yes, so I was just, just speaking of getting caught up on things, guys. I finished Stranger Things. Oh, you, you beat me. Mm. And I watched Civil War this weekend. Hey. What? Yeah. Proud Look of you. Look at me doing my homework. Proud of and you. And I have a thing to say because I think that I can't decide now that I've seen Thor. Now that we've all seen Thor, I can't decide if Civil War or Ragnarok holds my favorite Stan Lee uh, cameo. Okay. Let's, let's pause. We'll get there. Uh, so we're going to do our Thor Ragnarok review. So spoiler warning. Spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. Spoiler, spoiler, fine. Uh, we're doing our standard rubric here. We're going to try to move a little faster here because we're running behind, and I just know this is going to be like a this thing. This episode's going to be longer than Thor Ragnarok. Um, no, it's not. It's not going to be as long as no. Actually, Ragnarok was pretty short. It's like a hour. Something doesn't matter. Uh, so we're going to do our same thing as we've done before. We're going to be ranking it on with five different categories: originality, story, characters, technical, and overall enjoyment. And we'll run through what each of those are when we do them. I'm not going to run through them now, but we're ranking them on a one to ten scale. We each, the three of us, will give our one, our numbers one to ten. We'll argue about it, and then the three of us must agree on a single number. Uh, a perfect movie would theoretically get a fifty. I don't. Thor's going to do pretty decent, I think. My my, my guess here. Um, is that Thor? Let's do this here. Well, what's initial let's reactions? What's our initial what, what reaction? Do you think, uh, what do you, how well do you think Thor ends up doing on the one to fifty scale? Mm-hmm. And just for can you, you do you have our, our our numbers up there for of us? Of course he does. Producer Dan's just on top of things. Except I still haven't uh, put in the Dark Tower. That's fine. I haven't listened to it. I already had to watch it, so I haven't listened. <laughs> well, but Thor. Yeah, has, it's okay. That was we a, all we already know that it was. That was a throwaway. It was a dead middle of the pack anyway. Yeah, it was middle so, of the road. I'm so, glad to see Idris Elba back in something good. <laughs> Oh, oh, and Thor. Yeah. Okay, I was yeah, yeah, no, no, not in Dark Tower. Um, the so, what was our bottom ranking movie? Um, Ghost in the Shell is our worst ranked. As it as it was as a what? A total of twenty eight out of uh, possible fifty. Okay, so and then um, on the high end was Wonder Woman. I remember, and what's that scored? Forty four. Forty four. So if those are our bo- our top and our bottom here, Liz, what do you think? Just off the cuff, what number do you put? Do you think do you think Thor ends up at after we finish our little fight here? I think Thor has a chance to end up second. Yeah, yeah. Other, Give me a number. Because what is our what is our second? Second, we have Guardians of the Guardians Galaxy of the Volume Ga- Two. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I see this beating now. Yeah, I give see me a this, number. Uh, One I to see fifty. This probably a good. 
I don't know. I see this coming in at like a solid 45. Yeah. That would put it number one. For, I mean, 43 is the go. number that's below 43. <laughs> Dan, what are, you, what are you putting it as if you were to... I, I, I'm saying it's definitely going to break the 40s. Uh, you put a number down. Come on. Let's okay. do thing. I'm going to put it at 41. Maybe 41? 42. 41? I'm actually going... Well, we have Guardians at 42, right? Yeah. I think this makes 42 as well. I think this ties Guardians. I you think, think it ties Guardians? Oh, uh, I don't know. So that's... Okay. Did we have a guess for Guardians or was it just the three of us? I can't remember. I wish there was just three of us. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So let's go ahead and get started here. So we're going to go through first originality. This is the one through ten. So and with originality, our question here is: Are did they do something new? Did they do something different? Or did they recycle the same stuff that we've seen a thousand times? It is always a little difficult in geek culture because everything is a reboot or a recycle. Right. Um, but uh, or number three in a series or a trilogy, <laughs> the third part of a trilogy. But did they do something different here? Did they show us something different than what we've seen before? I have a so, question before we give our originality scores sure. because I am I am historical comic like not versed okay. in that. Right. So when we're talking about originality, is this a storyline that already exists? They took probably four or five different Thor and Hulk storylines okay. and melded them into one story. Okay. But I will also say that I, I rank originality different than producer Dan does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because producer Dan will, I think if I, if I, if I can, if I can speak for you here, mm-hmm. um, we'll, 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 we'll pad the, we'll, we'll, we'll kind of pull down the number a little bit just because it's pulling from things that are, it's not truly purely original. Right. I am looking, I look at originality and is, and the MCU and in the context of what we're looking at here, have you shown me something new? Yeah. Um, not necessarily has this existed anywhere else, but has this existed anywhere else? And no, I, 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 I'm with you on that. Oh, okay. Do you? Okay. Okay. The way I look at it. Okay. Let's say Spider-Man comes out with a new movie. Mm-hmm. We've seen 36 Spider-Man movies. A Spider-Man movie isn't that original, right? As a as a starting point. Now, within what that movie does, it can do more original things. Yeah, and I think we talked we things. talked about that with Homecoming. I considered Homecoming an incredibly original story because it was such a new take, exactly on Spider-Man. Yeah. So okay. okay, so we're on the same page. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's. Get, okay. So are you comfortable then? Oh yeah. All right, let's give our numbers. Dan, start with you. What'd you give it for originality? I give it an eight. Eight. I'm at an eight. I am actually at a. I'm, I'm actually. I'm, I'm at an eight. I, I waffled a little bit. I, I almost, I almost went nine on this. Yeah. Um, but uh, I'll start us off here. Uh, I went with the eight for it because um, I, well, I actually, I almost went nine with it here because this is something different for the MCU. This is something different for a superhero movie. Marvel has continued down the route, down the route of what it's talked about before. Um, you know, where we've got a different take on all these things. This was a buddy cop uh, 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 comedy. Yeah. This was. And it was amazing. It oh was my god! It was so great. I, you know what? Here's the thing. I'm calling it a nine. I'll come down to an eight to agree with you guys. But uh, uh, this is a nine for me because this is a completely different take on anything we have seen in a superhero movie. Period. It's Guardians, a completely different take on this character. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, Guardians is the closest superhero movie you've got, aside from maybe like a Deadpool. Yeah, where you've got. Just a straight comedy as the focus here. Yeah. But the direction and the overall feel of this thing is so unique. Oh, see, now actually, uh, Andrew DeSalvo, our uh, first of his name, uh, hates the money modifiers on unique because unique means one of a kind, nothing else like it. So something cannot be so unique or very unique. It's just unique. 
That's for you, sir. <laughs> thank you for your patronage. Ooh. Maker of reins. Um, thank you for your patronage. Uh. Um, anyway, <laughs> but I think we, we have something that is, that, is, that is unique, that is very different than everything else. So I'm, I, I want to go on the record as a nine. I will drop to an eight. I don't have an issue with that. So I'm calling it an eight because I think that it, it is very reminiscent of the, the, the humor and the camp of Guardians 2. Guardians 1 was, was humorous in itself, um, Chris Pratt, I think, is a primarily comedic actor, and he brought that to the films as well. Um, but, but I think this mirrored that a little bit. So I, uh, it, I, I, I like, like preface everything that I'm saying by I freaking loved this movie. <laughs> right. Like just had like just what a good time. Yeah. But I think that it was similar. The feel of the movie was very similar to guardians. It was, very, it was light. It was happy. There was funky, fun music, color. Col- well, yeah. Like bright colors. And a lot of that I think is on purpose because we were in the galactic realm in this movie. We're in the galactic realm. And also we're not on Asgard very much. We're not on Midgard yeah. very much at all. Right. Yeah. And uh, also the dark world was just such absolute horrid crap. Yeah. The dark world, by I the way, I gave dark it. World. Oh, I hated it so much. I gave dark world a six for originality because not only was it a, a, a comic book movie, but it was the second one in the Thor series. And it was so similar to the first Thor movie. It was tonally and, and, and every no, other. No, really, cause I, I loved the first Thor and I thought that the, the dark world was just, I like, I, I remember I fell asleep. It yeah. was boring. It was forgettable. It was forgettable. I Incredibly think. forgettable. But, and it had a very problematic ending, which this movie really fixed just glossed i mean yeah just just like hey don't worry about it like it was just the whole thing is like hey we got this don't worry about this and keep going um okay so originality i'm down i think and, so i think we're, we're in agreement there and eight. i credit uh uh tika watiti with the originality of this movie 100 percent. that's our director by the way yeah. and the voice of uh uh crog uh, crog <laughs> um yeah so if you liked Krog, Krog. That, was our, that was your director, uh, Tika Watiti? Watiti. Watiti. Okay. Yes. Um, amazing. The guy is just phenomenal. Okay. So we're, we're, we're at an eight there. Okay. So let's talk about story. So when we're talking about story, we're talking about uh, plot points. We are talking about uh, uh, the overall pacing. We're talking about, does, you know, is, is there a semblance? Does thing make sense as we've moved forward here? The, all that kind of fun stuff. So that's what we're looking at with story. So, um, who went first on the originality? I think I made you go first. I did. So, Liz, why don't you take us for story? I gave story a nine. I actually also gave story a nine. Uh, where'd you land? I gave it a seven. Ooh. I don't know what music that was. I don't, I don't know what I was going for there. Uh, all right, so let's start with you. Why was it a seven for you? Um, the story was not uh, that important to the movie, in my opinion. It, it was a very basic story. Thor's stuck away from home, needs to get home, gets home, finds out stuff's gone wrong, has to fix it. Like, it's it's a very basic storyline, but within that, they have great characters, great special effects, great comedy, all the other things that go into it. But the actual story itself, the plot, was not that interesting. See, now... I, I I agree with you as far as I mean you you've been a little simplistic with the with with the plot points I think I mean that that, that that's like a hash that that's almost like a, a explain a film plot badly kind of thing you know like well like the the issue here is that not remember story is not just about 
the story itself, the story, we, we also include things like pacing, mm-hmm. uh, things like, like continuity. Does, 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 is, is, can you follow it from beginning to end? Are there any major plot holes? Right. And I think that it does all of those things. While that's what, I didn't give it a four, bro. I gave it a seven. <laughs> I suppose that's true. He's being but as defensive of this it, as I was being about Wonder Woman. But like even uh, uh, Tika Watiti had said that he approached this movie because really all that he's done before this are some commercials and independent films. Right. Um, his, his big movie last year was Hunt for the Wilder People, which is the number one grossing New Zealand film of all time. Um, but you got Flight of the Concords up in here. Yeah, he, he's he's done some Flight of the Concords. Oh, did he really? That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of that uh, New Zealand and Australian uh, influence in the comedy throughout the movie. Um, but he said, you know, I didn't look at this as a $189 million uh, budget movie. I looked at it as, uh, here's a guy that's trying to get home. He's got a drunk chick that he's dealing with. He's got a, uh, a dude that's got bipolar and tends to freak out. And then he's got his asshole brother (laughs) and And that's all it is. So everything from there was just the human interaction between those characters. But the overall story is nothing amazing. Would you? What are you thinking? I don't know. I think that I really liked the. I liked the exposure of Odin, kind of you know having a very violent and and aggressive war path. In, you mm-hmm. know, as his past. That's true. Um, I I liked that. Um, that's true. It did, it did do a lot to illuminate the the world of mid, of uh, of uh, Asgard. Yeah, I but liked that, that. Goes to character to me, not story. No. I don't know. To me, that goes to that absolutely goes to story because it's history. I like the introduction right. of Hela. I mean, about... yes, like we like Hela as a character, but for the storyline, I think that it's incredibly different, and uh, and maybe that goes back to originality too. But I don't know. It, it, it's a little reminiscent of you know thor versus loki like they're they're but it's not because thor and loki like they're 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 frenemies and whereas hella is just literally i'm here to ruin everything right you know and i don't know i just i just i found i found that i was very i was pretty captivated by the story and that was my thing with because so this movie hands down for me reiterates the fact that thor is my absolute favorite marvel franchise wow oh yeah hands down 100 percent. wow um but I, d- I was so disappointed with the second movie, you know, so, so, uh, so this, this made up for it for me and the story here made up for it for me. And I, and I don't know, I just, I, I, I was really in the first minute of the movie. I was upset just for a second going, are we trying to break the fourth wall? Like Deadpool? Oh yeah. Where that, he's talking. I loved it. Where he's, he's narrating what's happening. Yeah. To himself, and then it. you see, he's talking to the, talking to the skeleton. Across, oh, that was incredible. Him. And I was like, Oh, that was a perfect little trick. We get some exposition in a voiceover almost. Right. But it's not breaking the fourth wall. Like so, Deadpool. So story includes pacing and things like that. Yeah. I think the pacing on this movie was fantastic. Okay. But did anybody have a problem with maybe the first 15 minutes of the movie? We, I feel like we rushed through some important and I'm saying, mind you, I'm still giving this a nine because I, I very much enjoyed it, but I do feel, I have to call out the fact that I feel like, okay, Odin's death was incredibly anticlimactic incredibly anticlimactic like that was not actually you know what this also speaks to my biggest problem with the movie too um i'm sorry go ahead i didn't mean to so, and, and not only that and then for the first like we rushed through the first 15 minutes we rushed through some very important plot pieces to get to the actual plot of the movie mm-hmm. i just 
I found the first, like the first 15 to 20 minutes of the movie were very rushed for me, mm-hmm. but then the rest of it was great. And okay. it wasn't bad. Like the first 15 minutes, it wasn't bad, but it just, it did have a little bit of like a, we're glazing over shit to get to more, you All know, right. mm-hmm. more. I will come down. Points. I will come down as low as an eight here. Yeah, I'll, I'll come down to an eight because I know that Dan's not going to come up to a nine because we know Dan. <laughs> That's right. Well, actually, actually, but I will also, I will also bang on this movie for one thing that I find I cannot forgive it for, mm. and that is the Warriors Three. Yeah, the Warriors Three uh, were the were my favorite part of Thor. Period. And they have, I mean, they're such interesting characters. They've done really cool things with them in the comics. Explain to, the war, to an three, ignoramus like me. No, no, no. You, so you've seen, you, you know, the, you, you remember the original Thor. Yes. Right? His three buddies and the chick. Yes, 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 yes. The Warriors yes. Three. Okay. And, and, and Hela just offhandedly them, murders. Just knife, right. knife, 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 gone. Not even yeah. like a, I mean, only one of them gets any kind of a, fight and that's not really like and i loved those characters and yeah the fact that we i mean if you're gonna kill them off kill them off but the offhanded way that it was done to me just it, it pissed me off like yeah. it it really really bugged me so i'll drop to an eight uh uh, uh i almost want to drop to a four just because i'm pissed off about it but that's that that's and, and then you've got hella resorting to your fit your least favorite superhero movie trope of bring on the undead army. Yes, our yes, our, our, our inter- interchangeable yeah. horde, Marvel's signature go-to. Yeah, um, yeah. So that's yes. those. Those were my reasons for going down. All right, to seven. all right. I think. Can you come up to an eight? Begrudgingly. Okay, so we're going to call that an eight all day. Uh, the Warriors Three killed me, man. I think we're going to characters next, right? Yeah. So characters here. We talk about the characters, the, the development of the characters over time. Uh, oh and all my god! So I'm. <laughs> Can I start this one because I haven't started one yet? You started the last one. Yeah, he did. No, I mean with numbers. He started the last one. No, you, you did. Oh, never mind. But you can start this one anyway because I am. I don't have a number for characters. I oh, am, I have a number. I for did characters. one of those things where I'm either depending on how we want to rank this, my my number is either way too low or way too high depending on how I'm. No, I'm at a. I'm at like a. I'm at a solid ten for characters. There was not one character in this movie that I hated. There was not one character, like, cause, cause Guardi- Guardians for me, I thought I gave Guardians a very high number for characters and I was, I was up there, but like, I don't like what's her face. Why can't I? Gamora? Yeah, Gamora. See, that's how forgettable she is to me. I think she's such a crap character that I never remember Gamora's name. So like, she was like my one, like, Ugh, I don't like it. And then Wonder Woman, like we all agreed that like, you know, the whole red herring of the, yeah, you know, like, we, like we didn't like that either, but like, seriously, oh my God, uh, there is not one character that I did not like in this movie. I thought J- Jeff Goldblum guys. Okay. The Give me your numbers number, and then we'll talk about it. I, I'm, ten. I'm, I'm at a ten. I, there's I, there's no way this gets a ten. Well, I don't know. Where, where did you? I'm I'm curious what you what you gave this year. I'm waffling between an eight and a nine. Okay, so I'm going to go with my higher of the two, and I'm going to call it a nine. Um, there's parts of this though, from a character standpoint, yeah. that makes me want to call this like a five. Um, I, I understand, and that's why I think I'm going to settle on an eight. Okay. For, so we'll go ten for, nine for eight our initial rankings. Ten nine eight is our initial rankings here. So, um, do you want to start things? Because I have a feeling you and I are going to land on the same. I have the same issue here. Yeah. Okay. I didn't mind the change in tone overall. Mm-hmm. Exactly of the movie. That's exactly where I. But this Thor from the very opening scene does not resemble the Thor that we have had. For the last eight years. See, but I think to me, that is such a great evolution of characterization. Like 
sucked for but, the but first. There, but there's no evolution. It's a stark change from a consistent character ha, that he's stark been. Stark change. Yeah, it's been a consistent character that has just flipped and become. I don't think a so completely because completely different guy. Because what the last the last we saw of Thor was Ultron, right? Right. I don't know because I feel like progressively as he's you know we see him you know in 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 the original Thor he comes to Midgard he's, right, right, you know right. he comes to Earth for the first time and he's this barbaric you know another smashes the coffee cup in the diner like mm-hmm. you know and 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 we kind of see him evolve over time as he gets used to you know being on Earth and living amongst humans and not as guardians and right. he's right, not right, in right, this right. like barbaric Nordic right. state and then. I don't know. I just, I really liked it because I, I feel like we're missing two years between mm-hmm. Age of Ultron and this movie. And But it's two years that he hasn't spent on Earth. He, but he, it, right, but he's been traveling around. He, you know, he's been, he's been, he, he narrates it in the beginning. He's been traveling around. He's been fighting evil. He's been doing this. He's been doing right. that. And so he's kind he's of. He's been in Thor mode. Right, but he's kind of gained like this cocky, like very like confident like right. i'm thor and, and people on earth love me and i'm so great like i don't know i thought it was great it i was a great character but the stark i mean there's there's no way to 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 gloss over the incredibly stark difference between i mean they might as well have recast him yeah. you know what i mean like yeah that is how huge the difference is this is the difference i think there was less of a difference between thor and Ultron even, and Thor in this movie than there was between like Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man versus Andrew Garfield Spider-Man, or Garfield Spider-Man versus what's his face as Spider-Man? Tom Holland. Holland's gone. You know, like, <laughs> we have literally changed actors in Spider-Man, and the character was more consistent than it was between. And and to be clear here, I don't. And the reason that I go the other way on the on the character piece is in large part because I prefer this version of Thor. Yeah, mm-hmm. this version of Thor. Is a unique, I mean, in a, in a, in a pantheon at MCU that is getting larger and larger and larger. Thor becomes a very forgettable. Mm-hmm. Now he has a personality, like a real personality mm-hmm. that actually identifies something here. And so I agree with you and I love where it landed. And can we talk about just like the pure 45 seconds of fan service of him shirtless, just like getting out of the water and the, and the abs and the, and they do that really nice back shot and right. they and even that even that muscle what's that muscle there's that this muscle that goes like right at the waistband the, 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 the v, v muscle cut? i yeah. don't know what it's called we have it's, different highlights from this movie I, it's, well, called, it's called I, the here's mm. the thing <laughs> like i sat there and watched and we and i understand that perhaps i am not the most heterosexual man in the world <laughs> i'm fine with that i'll own that uh but even who is I'm, the most heterosexual person in this room because it's not us <laughs> I mean, it's, it might be you. It's a split decision. <laughs> it might actually be. No, I'm just kidding. No, it's not. <laughs> Technical director Eli even just pointed at me saying that I'm probably the straightest, <laughs> which is weird. Yeah. And a little surprising. But Considering even I was, our adolescence, it's I very was, strange. I was sitting next to my wife uh, as she, I was sitting next to my wife during, during watching the movie and I watched the whole thing. And even I, I like even glanced at my wife. I'm like, damn, did you see that? Like that's, <laughs> damn. Like, that's, I'm getting um, a little anyway, blushing um, a bit. But, uh, 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 so let's talk about characters then. So I, I think that there, but I agree with you though, Liz. The the characters in this movie, every single one of them, incredible, was just bang incredible. On incredible, and 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 and, and th- like Loki. I love Loki in this movie. I love the Loki that we got back because he's yes. he's been so dark, and he's, especially but he, in in but here he's nuanced. Yeah, yes. Can we talk just for a second about fake Loki, fake Thor, and fake Odin? <laughs> Wait, what? Can we talk about Matt Damon? Oh, the play. Oh, my God. The play. Oh, my God. 
<laughs> well, did was... you see? Did you notice who all three of them were? I, I knew... knew that Loki was Matt Damon, but I... who were the Loki other two? Loki was Matt Damon. Thor was Luke Helmsworth. Oh, oh my, my god. god! That explains. I was like, he does look a little bit like Thor. I should have realized that it was another Helmsworth. And Odin was Sam Neill. Who's Sam Neill? From Jurassic Park. Oh my god! Really? Yeah. That's uh, uh, and that's, hunt for the wind, wilder people. He, he was. Uh, uh, he that was, is uh, uh, in original Jurassic Park. He's the main guy. Grant, Doctor yeah, Grant, Doctor Grant, Doctor Grant. That Dr. was Doctor Grant. That was Doctor Grant. Yeah. I didn't catch either one of those. I saw Matt Damon and I loved it. And then when I saw Matt Damon, I immediately looked at the other two, trying to figure out if one of them was Ben Affleck because well, I just thought right. that was yeah. Well, no. see, and I talked to somebody. Maybe the third and they was were, Kevin Smith. I, like, did we look into that as a trio? Like that's. <laughs> I, I was talking to somebody immediately after the movie and, you know, and I was like going on and on about how I was like, man, I can't find anything that I didn't like about the movie. And they were like, didn't Matt Damon pull you out of it a little bit? And I was like, no, no not at all, because it was no Ed Sheeran in Game of Thrones. Yes. <laughs> because I left that scene going, was that Matt Damon? Well, and I think... And not like, oh my God, that's Matt Damon. But, the, but you know what? Let's talk about this, guys. I think this is interesting here. The difference, I think, is between Ed Sheeran appearing in Game of Thrones, which I didn't have a big beef with, but I also have no idea who the fuck Ed Sheeran was, oh, uh, versus, well. versus what was going on here. I think part of it is that this was a comedy from the word go. Yeah. And so... But it, that- if Ed Sheeran had been a minstrel in the background of the play... That would have been annoying. Yeah, no, no super I, annoying. No, no, I think I. You know what? I don't think I would have been if he was a minstrel. Well, well, yeah, because you don't know who Ed Sheeran is. Well, sorry, I mean, if it was Justin Timberlake sitting back there instead, like, I mean, right. you could have thrown somebody else back there and done that. But in a comedy and in the quick throwaway piece, and they didn't have any lines with any of the main characters. It was a completely self-contained right. thing that they were doing. That I think was allowed it to be a fan service cameo in a way that was not. For Ed Sheeran and Game of Thrones, I right. think that's. Um, I do think Loki stole every single goddamn scene that he was in. Oh my god! Does it, when does he not? Uh, except for my man Jeff Goldblum. Oh my god! Oh my god! Who, just for the and record, I forgot, and I know that they introduced him in the in the trailers, and I just like one thousand percent forgot, and he came on the screen. I'm in the theater by oh, really? myself, by the way. Like I went to go see this movie by myself, right? And he and they get to the planet. They get to what's it called? It's not Sakara. They get to Sakara. What? Isn't it wonderful going to see a movie by yourself? Oh my god, it's incredible. Do you, it's uh, incredible. you, ever, do you ever watch movies on, on your own? Yeah, here and there. What about you, tra- technical director? Do you, you've done it once? So I, so I... It's, it's, it's amazing. It's wonderful. And for me, it's such an experience because I live in downtown Orlando... And so I walk to the Cobb oh, Plaza Cinema nice. Theater. Well, and my wife and so takes so, a nap during most movies. So, so it's kind of like, <laughs> like going alone. That's similar. Yeah. But no, it's just, it's such a fun experience for me because it's like, I take myself out on date night. Like it's, That's wonderful. I love it. I'm sorry, but you were saying, so yeah. you were. So no, and I, I like, so I'm in this movie theater by myself and I'm trying to like keep it cool because there's no one, like if I laugh out loud alone, it's kind of weird. Like if you're with somebody <laughs> and you're like, <laughs> That scene was great. Then it's like, okay, I'm interacting with another human. And then Jeff Goldblum comes on the screen and I go, because oh, I forgot. And I was so excited to see him. I was just so happy. He you, makes me so happy. Jeff Goldblum uh, and Harrison Ford uh, both are doing the same thing in their movies right now where they're no longer acting. Yeah, they're, no, just, they're just being themselves. Yeah, Harrison Ford now shows up and he's like, I mean, he like, I think he begrudgingly allows other people to call him a different name. Mm-hmm. And that's like, right? he's like, fine, you can call me Han Solo for this. But I'm still Harrison Ford. I'm still Harrison Ford. Jeff, Jeff Goldblum is just like comes out. I'm weird. Like I'm very upset. 
I'm very upset, and let me tell you why. Like, I just... Your Goldblum is not bad. It's not bad. I love Jeff Goldblum. I I am working on my Goldblum, because I think if you listened uh, a couple months ago, I tried to do a Goldblum outro, and it was terrible. Oh, no. It was terrible. And I'm really working on my Goldblum, because I want to be able to get it right. But your Goldblum's on point there. It's okay. Your your outro will um, um, find a way. Damn. (laughs) Damn. That was good. That was some good Goldblum right there. You're welcome. I think that deserves nine Goldblums. Nine uh, gold blooms out of a possible ten gold blooms as he's explained. And, okay, can we? T- I mean, okay, we're still in characters, right? Like, yep. can we talk about yep. Korg? Korg was fantastic. Korg was amazing. Voiced, by the way, by uh, our director. Yep, uh, amazing. Say, like, say it, Al. Say, uh, say it. Tika Watiti. Watiti. Tika Watiti. It wasn't going to be an episode unless I just butchered somebody's name. Uh, I do want to note, however, that uh, I butcher names regardless of uh, the ethnicity. Right. I but, butcher but, English names, the completely American oh, names. Oh, yeah. No, it's not. The, the funny thing is. It's it, not racism. Not, it's just stupidity. Just Right. It's just incompetence, I think. <laughs> that's not his actual voice, though. Oh, really? Like, he's putting on a voice and an accent. Really? To do the, the, the character. Um, I oh. actually, I saw an interview with him where he was just doing his normal speaking voice, and then he popped into it and, and popped out. And he said that that is a very specific accent that would be well known to New Zealanders or Australians. Really? Love it. That Love is it. maybe, from, from what I understood, it might be the version of like doing a yokel backwoods like southern a redneck, accent. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, I, that's I kind of what it. he was doing with that. I, I loved like it. it. Hey, we're gonna go get on this spaceship. Do you want to come? <laughs> like, just wow. We like fucking My Dana favorite. Carvey. We had Dana Carvey <laughs> level impersonations going on over here. The best part was at the end uh, after Asgard is is blowing up, and he's like, "Well, as long as you got the good foundation, you guys can re- rebuild." <laughs> no, no, foundation's gone. No, I it. Those, so I think, so I, mean, I had a problem with that. I had a problem with that part because I was okay with the comedy of the entire movie up until then, and I felt like that needed to be a little bit more of a somber scene. It did. And Cork was but just that's like, "Cork oh, yeah. doesn't get it." He's right. Locked. Well, yeah, no, he's it right. He so, is right. Exactly. He's dumb as still ro- true to Cork. Oh, my God, character. he's dumb as a box of rocks. Yeah. He literally is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I he's carried it. around. He <laughs> and, carried, and, and he carried Cor- on his friend thinking his friend was dead for a long time. <laughs> oh, no, Mick's dead. And Cor- I felt bad, so I took his body on board. In the very first edition of Thor, like his, his first comic book, his villain that he was fighting against was Cork. Really? Yeah. So I think. Uh, and, and nice, Korg's little, little, nice little throwback there. And, and Cork's little buddy, uh, Meek, the, Meek. The, the little bug guy with swords. Um, and Planet Hulk, which is like kind of what half of the movie is based on. Right. Uh, after Hulk takes control of Skara and is like the the king, um, uh, what's his name? Meek leads the uprising against him and kills his wife and daughter. The revolution. Wow. That, that only yeah. Cork's parents showed up for. <laughs> <laughs> okay, moving on here because we we have we have more to cover here. But there's just there, but I think you're right. I think I'm I'm. Okay, after talking through this, no, I'm comfortable with a solid nine. I think if Thor's character didn't feel so so such a huge shift, um, that was a little weird for me. That took me out of it for a second. Um, How do we feel about Valkyrie? Loved we haven't her. talked about her at all. Tessa Thompson as Valkyrie or Scrapper 142 um, was the only character that you actually saw growth and development on in a real way. Yeah. Did, I was, and did you know where her name comes from? No. Well, I, which name? Uh, Scrapper 142. No. Uh, Valkyrie, the character in the comic books, first appeared in the Incredible Hulk edition 142. Uh, nice. We'll call back that. Now, how the hell would either one of us know that? No, obviously neither one of us were going to know that. 
Um, but that's, uh, that's good. That's yeah. good. This is why you're the producer. That's right. Yeah. That's why I'm the comic book guy. <laughs> that's why I'm the comic book guy. Um, but, yeah, I mean, no, I thought she was. I thought she was great. Um, I was worried that she was going to be another Gamora for me, and then at the end, by the end of the movie, I was like, oh no, she's awesome. Yes. So there's one of the there's one of the characters we have to talk about here, um, and and that's Hulk. Uh, I mean, Kate Blanchett. I mean, obviously, Kate Blanchett's amazing at whatever she does. Killed it, just incredible. Of course, she did. If Kate Blanchett showed up for a commercial for Bounty, you're like, that is the greatest goddamn Bounty commercial that's ever going to be made ever. So she's obviously amazing. But what they did with Hulk here, and I mean, you want to talk about? You know what? I was too quick here. I said that I, I, I just said that Tessa Thompson's Valkyrie was the only character that progressed, but I think Mark Ruffalo and the Hulk and that dynamic. That also shows some progression across it, both in terms and of... And it leaves us asking questions. It does. And Hulk, you see... And something they've, they've earned along the way yeah. is Hulk going from... You know, they've already introduced in the first Avengers movie when Hulk shows up that Hulk is more than just... That Hulk is now intelligent mm-hmm. enough Puny to not, God. Um, right, yeah, to do that kind of piece. Uh, and then we see the little nuance coming through, some more nuance coming through in... Um, and, and Ultron. And now here we can see he's been Hulk for years and Hulk now talks and has needs and wants and desires and friends and interact, you know, and all and that. A kind of, and a hot tub. And a hot tub. Hulk in a hot tub. <laughs> yeah, Hulk in a hot when tub. When Hulk got out of the hot tub, there was uh, quite a commotion in the theater. <laughs> um, and the guy behind me yelled, you can't unsee that when he walked by Thor. Yeah. Just, just before Hulk. Well, I mean, but you didn't see anything. No, but Thor did. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, so I think I think that 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 part for me was really interesting. I think that he Mark Ruffalo once again an amazing actor, yeah, mm-hmm. just amazing and brought a lot of nuance to it. And I think also how last, did how did we feel about the Doctor Strange piece? It made, it, it I loved it. I I, I, it. I I was so happy because because I I love Doctor Strange so much, and I, I know right. I've talked about this before. And so Doctor Strange and Thor are probably my two my top two like Marvel. I was falling for thirty minutes. <laughs> I was for 30 minutes. <laughs> I'm hitting the table again. I'm sorry. I, I like that at the end, uh, the last time that we saw Doctor Strange, he was putting the eye of Agamotto away because he wasn't ready for it. Yeah. Right. And he's back to wearing it. Yeah. And clearly his powers have, uh, he, he's gotten more control. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, with the way that he's just where tossing do we think, them around. Where do we think that we are since, like, in the storyline time-wise? Since Doctor Strange. Well, we know that Doctor Strange takes place uh, before Avengers or right after Avengers. No, it's after Avengers. It takes place where it is in the timeline. No, 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 no. Yeah. No, it takes place before Ultron and Sokovia and all that. No. I'm making, am I making sure? Oh, no, it starts. No, 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 no. I remember this now. Doctor Strange's storyline starts before the Avengers and takes us through. Like, this is his storyline happening in the background of the regular MCU. I remember us talking about this, and I remember reading ta- about it, this. But it takes place over the course it of ends. six months. It ends... Okay. It ends before Spider-Man. Yes. Okay. All right. All right. Um, I want to keep going here, because we spent way too much time. The case of point is here. now, it only took him six months to go from surgeon with busted up hands to the Sorcerer, Sorcerer Supreme. Supreme. Right. Yeah. And now it's only taken him six months to go from that point to now I'm comfortable wearing the eye of Agamotto. I'm comfortable controlling these powers and patrolling the world and, and keeping track of who's here and who shouldn't be here. Okay. We need to, we need to move on here. Okay. I think, I mean, also shout out to Chris Helmsworth though, 
Who? Hemsworth. 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 I saw there's the L. No, there's no L. I saw in the there. L on the screen. Oh, and Dan, I, there's oh. no L in there. There is another big thing, though, in that scene with uh, Doctor Strange. The umbrella. Oh, that he's that his umbrella. He's using the umbrella rather than the hammer. Well, the umbrella is the hammer. Yeah, he's like ma- right. he's like masking the hammer. Right, and that's a call back to the early days of Hulk in the comic books when he was Don Drake, uh, or not Don Don, Don Blake, um, and the when comic Thor books, was Don. Yeah, and he would carry a cane, and mm-hmm. to turn it into Mjolnir, he would tap it twice on the ground, mm. and that's exactly what he did with the umbrella. Oh, so it's just okay. a little call back there. Okay. As well. But but I do think credit is due to Chris Hemsworth for being able to do such a great job. Um, and with this character, with this new look and all that stuff. Yeah. The funniest okay. part with him, though, was the sun is getting low. <laughs> oh, yes. Low. Kept doing that that interaction was fantastic. <laughs> also, the watching, watching Quit Hulk. saying that. You're giving me a panic attack. <laughs> uh, watching Hulk grab him by the ankle and beat him like he did Loki. Oh, and the, Loki and the Loki reaction okay. was so, so great. Can we all agree on a nine here? I can, I can, I can agree on a nine. I, there's no way I'm doing dropping lower than a nine. You guys have sold me on it. That's We're, fine. All right. Nine it is. All right. Moving on here. What's next? Uh, What's next? Um, next technical. up, we have technical. Okay, we've got to we got to speed this up here. So technical. I mean, look, all, all of the credit to to Tika Watiti. What 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 TT? What TT? Tika Watiti. Damn, I'm not. I'm gonna give all credit to the director. Um, <laughs> he did he did he did an amazing job with everything. I love the special. Oh, we're doing numbers. I'll start. Give nine. me your number. I'm going nine with this one. You're going nine. I am gonna go again. I'm struggling. I'm going to go eight and see where we go from yeah, there. Yeah, I'm, n- I'm nine on this one. Yeah, I'm not, I have a feeling I'm going to drag you up to nine here because I don't I'm know. I'm nine on this one, and especially fine. considering the fact that. that we were so Hulk heavy in this movie, and we all know sure. that Hulk is CGI, and there was, there were, I feel we've talked about this before, and I saw a, a great, uh, we, ne- we, we for always forget to do this in the beginning. I saw standard. Standard. And then you saw 3D this time. IMAX 3D. Yeah, so, so you he, saw always goes, he always goes and sees it pretty. We see it poor. Right. But seeing it standard, I didn't. And there were obviously a lot of CGI scenes. There was a lot right. of stuff happening that was clearly you can't do this stunts or otherwise. And I didn't get that weird like, ugh, that was so computer animated yeah. feeling when I was watching this movie. Um, so I give I give it props for that. It was it was obviously very visually appealing. Um it, it was very fantastical, you know, and I, I don't know. I just, is fantastical a word? Probably not. Yeah, actually. I is. just made it a word. Uh, yeah, no, I, I, I was very, very technically impressed with this movie. The music was great. I feel like they did such a good job of not, you know, not going overly soundtracky like Guardians and not, you know, not doing. Oh, it was all about Immigrant Song. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my God. It was so great. Well, this is the, so so the Immigrant Song just for the, doesn't, that's the, that's the song where they screamed. Ah! thing or whatever uh so i'm always very and who does that song i don't actually i can never remember who does that song oh my god it's led zeppelin is it zeppelin uh oh my god i always no. forget listen if it's listen listen i'll give you every goddamn song of the billy joel's anthology okay out after uh, that it all starts to fall apart the technical and piece G, me, apparently uh <laughs> well there's like three big ones <laughs> the the the, tech, the 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 technical piece for me worked absolutely i love the colors mm-hmm. i love the color choices yeah. i love the cinematography i love the stylistic choices i loved opening with thor i think uh, this to me comes with the technical piece the opening piece where it feels like thor is giving you narration mm-hmm. and you find that he's talking to a skull that to me is technical those little tiny pieces where they managed to deliver those pieces and the way they managed to just frame everything just so well done mm-hmm. um and then and then again with immigrant song um whenever i see uh, uh 
well, I don't know what, you, what, what phrase you want. Anytime I start to see them guardians, using guardians, it is very easy for them to make that the, 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 the for the, 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 the tail to wag the dog. So in guardians, I think, in guardians, I think they managed to do it properly. In guardians too, not so much. Yeah. But here, perfect. They did a great job. A nine across the board. There's just, there's a few things that I think maybe I'm, but I'm getting nitpicky. They did a great job with. Well, it, it's funny too, because the way that, uh, Watiti got the job on this was uh, he put together a scissor reel. And <laughs> a t- typically, a scissor reel is when you take a bunch of your work and splice it together and just try to show the tone of what you're looking to put put out for this movie, right? Mm-hmm. So they approached him before they had anything. They were basically like, all right, here's what we want. We want Thor to get a haircut. We want uh, the Hulk to be in it. Um, and... You know, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Um, and so he put together a scissor reel using uh, footage from other people's movies, road trip movies and gladiator movies and all that kind of stuff and pieced together the basic concept of what the movie would be and set the entire thing to immigrant song. Wow. And they looked at it and said, we love it and we're using that movie. We need to see how much it's going to be to get the rights to that song. Because it fits perfectly with what we're doing. I actually yeah. argue Marvel did not worry about how much it would cost them to get the rights to the immigrant <laughs> song. No, no, they do. Because <laughs> certain artists, like that's true. getting yeah. a Beatles song, that's, you, that's you, a bit yeah. costly. You can't. <laughs> but uh, the great thing, too, is that he kept it very true to Jack Kirby and Kirby's style. It looks like old school Thor comic books. There's, it does. There's artwork and costumes that are taken straight out of Kirby comic books. And I think he gets he, he deserves a lot of the credit for what we see on the screen. Agreed. Okay. So we're nines. We're nine? Yeah. Yeah. We're okay. Go we're at a nine. Yeah. All right. Last piece here. Overall enjoyment. Uh who started? Who started last? You did? I did. Okay, so let's start with you then. Uh let's see. What did I put for overall enjoyment? Nine. Overall enjoyment's nine. Ten. Nine. I mean, I there's there's just not much. There's a handful of small things that I can't I can't give this a ten. The the way they treated the Warriors three, nobody mentioning Lady Sif. Um, mm-hmm. There's a handful of things that I mean again, it, it, they're they're minor pieces. It was yeah. still an amazing movie overall. What did we all think about uh, Thor losing his eye? I, I like it. I like it. I think it's a nice little nod to Odin. Did we see this in the comics? I don't believe so. I mean, he's been a cyborg in the comics. He's been he's been a frog, like they talked about. Right, <laughs> that was really <laughs> funny. <the> <laughs> um, uh, no, I I don't have an issue with it, but I think I think it was a nine. I think there was mm-hmm. there. I mean, it was a great movie, and I loved it. I don't think I can give it a ten, though. I, the only reason I can give it a ten is that there's nothing about this movie that really made me stop. And it and nothing like I said, like we talked about the Matt Damon piece, like nothing pulled me out of the movie. And I like from the beginning to the end. And granted, the zombie I'm, army bummed me out. Really, a bit. I didn't. I don't know. Just I didn't because mind I'm it. Getting tired of it. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. You've got the goddess of death. Yeah. And the all that she can come up with is another zombie army. I mean, so yes. I mean, so me. she's the goddess of death at the same t- at the same in the same point. Like she's a, she's essentially a necromancer at that point. So it makes Ooh. sense for her. Right, but. So she's literally she's the, literally the goddess of death though i mean what well, else was she gonna do what did you want to see from her what would have been your perfect hella army what would have been what would have been 
good for you. What if she had killed the uh, Warriors 3 and resurrected them specifically? There's still an undead army, though. No, no, they're not an army. Now they're a, a, a small unit. That that goes back to the comic books. They're not. They're no longer uh, uh, interchangeable. So th- I think this is a thing too. And I, I this bugs me. But a lot of times I'm kind of with you, Liz. I don't know what else you replace it with. Yeah. But I mean, you could take the the Chitari from the first Avengers movie. These guys, the bad guy zombie things that Enchantress creates in and um, Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. You can. I mean, you can replace any of these things with any other ones, and there's literally no difference at the all. The Yeah. I don't this for me though it, it fit with the story and it fit with the movie because she like you know we learn about the the actual true history of asgard we learn that she is the goddess of death we learn that they you know they fought and and she you know that you know this the they were killed is, and the and she was exiled there and what it about, makes sense and, for and, this movie and what about having loyalists that remember her that that say, you know what, we should be conquering instead of being peaceful. There could have been half the army could have turned over to her side. Yeah. And then there's still living but as th- guardians that Thor now has to fight his own people. But I think that nobody does remember her. I think that we're supposed to think that such a long period of time has passed since she's Valkyrie been banished. Valkyrie remembers her. That's very true. I mean, here's the thing. It's a trope that's been gone. Well, no, but, but but Valkyrie's been on Sakura for for how long? Sakara. That's true. And they do they do a and they and they, and they talk, talk about, about the how aging. the time yeah. that time passes differently on that planet. Mm-hmm. And and even you know even Jeff Goldblum, even the Grandmaster, he's like, oh, another you know, I'd be like thousands of years old, but here I'm. Your gold was <laughs> Um But no, I think I think Scourge, by the way, I think needs to get a little bit more love too. True, Carl Urban, who, by the way, you might know as uh, McCoy Bones from the mm-hmm. new Star Trek story. Mm-hmm. Uh, looking good and doing a thing. Yeah, he's okay. So, but, th- And the great thing is he died in the movie the same way that he died in the comic books. Yeah. With the two guns. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, Saving his people. This one Des and this one Troy. <laughs> yes. So, oh, God, he was so awful and I loved it so much. So that puts us at, so I think we're landing at a nine. Yeah, I'll come down to okay. a nine. But know, nine that, know that, oh, my God, I fangirled so hard about this movie. It was it was a great movie. There's no there's no two ways around that piece. It was an amazing movie. So with those numbers, Dan, uh, what are we doing? Uh, math. All right. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> we're going to do that here. So that was it for us, folks. We'd love to hear what you think. Uh, coming up next, we're going to attempt to get our man. Well, what about, what about the gift contest? Oh, that's right. What about the gift contest? So, so I announced a gift contest today. 43, is, by the way. 43. I called it. Ooh, that's going to put it right between Guardians and uh, Runner Woman. Kaboom. There it is. And I'm very happy with that because I liked this movie more than I liked Guardians 2. And I liked Guardians 2. We have to decide what happens on a tie soon. Yeah. Anyway, so go ahead. You're um, so I introduced a gift contest today because I love Thor so much, and I specifically said to give me your best Thor gift and to remember that Liz, me, was the one requesting it, and to play to your judge. And nobody seemed to get it. Except, I played to my judge except I for Mister Brad Hinton, Mister B. What it does, what's his? He doesn't just, have a. He doesn't have a. No. The uh, what is he? He's our depression. Oh yeah, senior depression correspondent. Senior depression correspondent. Senior depression correspondent. Uh, yeah. Did what you know? He picked up on he all pandered. the hands, pandered, and sent me a deliciously shirtless gif of Thor. So thank you very much, Mister Brad. Hashtag feminism. Hashtag feminism. Um, <laughs> can we flip this for just a second? All sure. I'm saying is, if 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 I were judging, say, don't forget who your judge is, and they just sent us a bunch of shots of. Like women in bikinis. I feel like that would not be okay. But you don't like boobs. 
You don't like boobs? Whoa. Wait a minute. We've had Whoa. this conversation. He's made before. it clear over the last month or so of this show <laughs> that he is anti-nudity and anti-boobs. That listen, is not the tr- That is not the case. Listen, as long as you respect the if bikini-clad was... women for their 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 minds and their intelligence. Right, right. You no, can, that shirtless can... Thor pit gif, you are definitely respecting his mind and I'm intelligence. I'm saying you can Google their goodies all you want as long as you understand that they are still people i have not i if have this no was a gift as, concept, as the as the standing feminism on feminism <laughs> as the standing feminist on the show uh-huh. i am the feminism on the show uh there is nothing wrong with ogling yeah no with well, okay. don't touch things that aren't yours if we had a gift that, i think we can agree on yeah. not touching that are not yours if we had a gift contest and al was judging it and we were playing up to al everybody would put shirtless mike coulter everybody knows it <laughs> truth Okay. Sure. Okay, one more thing I had to mention that we didn't get to was the, the tower in Sakara with the, the the champion's heads. Oh, with the face? Very Naruto. Oh, my God. We didn't even talk about the devil's anus, though. Oh, there's so much we didn't cover. There's, like, we can't cover all of it. Uh, but did you notice the faces on the tower? No. Okay, so the faces. Hulk? Hulk is being right. constructed, yeah. obviously. Right. Uh, Man-Thing. Is on there. Oh, that's a callback. That's a deep cut right there. And Man Thing comes from Earth, so somehow he fell through the Devil's Anus from Earth. <laughs> uh huh. Um, and then we've got Beta Ray Bill. Now Beta Ray Bill, I know. Yeah, Beta Ray Bill is a robotic alien that once uh, basically took over as Thor. Okay. Right, and gained the powers of Thor because he was worthy. Okay. Um, By Beast, which is the guy with the two heads. Okay, I don't know by Beast. Which, uh, I think he's a former, he's an old Hulk uh, villain, Okay, I, I believe. Um, and Eryx is a, uh, a Thor villain as well. There's some deep cuts there for those so, of you who are paying attention. So obviously we're supposed to, we're supposed to you know, know that those are former champions those, before right, those Hulk are came along. Those are former champions from the Contest of Champions. Yeah. That's nice. That's and nice. Contest of and Champions, then, which is what uh, uh, Jeff Goldblum's character calls his gladiatorial bouts. Right. That's also a series of comics about the grandmaster and Sakara. Awesome. So, so that's it for us folks. Okay. So, um, okay. So at this point there, so that was Thor. You've now, for those of you who are looking for the place where like you think we skip forward to see when it's done here. So I'm going to keep talking for another second, let you know it's done and it's safe. Maybe in the show done. notes on, on the description, we could say that the nope. re- review ends at an hour and 20 minutes. Oh my God. Is it really an hour, 20 minutes in? Yeah. It'd be like a nine hour episode. No, we're literally longer than Thor. Oh no. Our episode is longer than Thor. Oh no. You can watch the well, goddamn it's, movie. It's definitely going to be longer than just, Justice League. Uh, Have you seen the running time on Justice League? No. An hour and 59 minutes. You know what, though? That might be for the best. All right, folks, for our B-roll today, we are so excited. This is the first time I have ever gone along with this. We are actually doing a, a, a phone interview, and the only way I would be convinced to do it is for something like this. So we have on the line Anthony Durden. You might remember him from our show last week. He is the guy who fought off a knife attack on a goddamn subway. Uh, not like the restaurant, like the moving train in New York. <laughs> yeah. Um, and and uh, he used a, a headband from Naruto. From Naruto. And he was coming home from Comic-Con. So uh, uh, so he prefers to go by Durden. So we're going to call him that because if your last name is Durden, why the hell aren't you going by that? Exactly. So Durden, can you hear me okay? 
I can hear you. I'm fine. Fantastic. All right, Durden. Uh, uh, there's so much we want to talk to you about, but let's start with. Um, we, we were trying. We've been trying to get you on here. Did uh, something about did a, a train hit a car? What happened to you today? Okay, so I was coming back from like uh, the city, and as I was getting on the train, uh, we, the train was actually delayed, and it was delayed because a train had struck a car. So when I got on the train. Um, we got held delayed again because another train had struck another car. So His, there, your life is a Marvel movie. You realize that, was, right? Was there somebody like dressed as One Punch Man that knocked somebody out? Is that? <laughs> <laughs> I think I don't even know. But you know, it's crazy. Like like a week and a half ago, I was in a and was in a car with my friend. The car blows up. Wait, like I'm explodes, sorry. like blows up. Back up. Hold on, this we might have just met the most interesting person. Were you? Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Were you were in the car and the car exploded? Car blows up. The airbags blow. Windshield blow up. The car starts smoking and stopping. I jump out the car. Have you checked yourself for superpowers? Are you actually a superhero? Did we actually find an actual superhero? I, you need to check yourself for superpowers. I don't you know. need a documentary film crew is what you need. <laughs> Durden, did you stare directly into the eclipse the day that happened? Ooh. <laughs> I kind of did. I can't even help myself. Because I, ha- I have a theory. Here. I mean, if there was any laboratory, uh, any, any radioactive animals involved. I mean, <laughs> let's just run through. Okay. So I just want to make sure here. How long ago? Go, did the did this whole Naruto headband thing happen? Uh, about 28, 20, yeah, 28, 29 days ago. Okay, let's call okay. it a month. Okay. <laughs> so, in the space of a month, if I'm tracking correctly, uh, you've been attacked by a knife wielding maniac, you've been in a car mm-hmm. that exploded, and every subway around you hit a car. Is that, yeah, is that about it? It may be yeah. time to get out of the city, bro. Yeah, bro. Like, <laughs> I mean, maybe the suburbs aren't such a bad idea. Have you been contacted by Tony Stark recently? Right? Uh, okay. So, Wait, just faith. Just faith. So, so let's, I think, I think, let, let's talk about what happened. Because I think, I, I, I know you probably um, have been asked this question a hundred times. But I, I need to answer. I need to know. I need, our guests need to know. So in regards to the whole incident that happened. Why an Atachi okay. headband? Oh, Why Atachi? Hey, Why an Atachi headband? Why did you buy oh, it? I mean, yeah, I mean, it's it's what we all got to know. I mean, you could have gone Rock Lee. You could have gone. I mean, I get that Naruto's a little passe, but if you wanted to get outside the norm, man, you could have picked up Killer B. You could have picked up, you know, like <laughs> I mean, I mean, you could have gone Gara. Why Atachi? Because one, I actually wanted a leaf band headband. Okay, but. I wasn't able to get it, so literally at the end of Comic-Con, because they were sold out at the end of Comic-Con, I was walking back, and a guy had a, a, a Katsuki, um, what's called, costume on, and he was like, yeah, I actually have an extra Itachi band. I'm like, no way. I just got my, literally, Perry just got an answer. I really wanted one. Awesome. And, um, yeah, it's like, uh, so I actually had it, and I'm like, all right. It goes perfect with my um my outfit that I has on because I wanted to actually go as a leaf ninja, but I wasn't able to because I was actually working at Comic Con. Like I didn't I, I didn't have t- tickets at Comic Con. I just I was just working at Comic Con. What were you What were you working? What were you doing? I worked for a charity. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Back up here. Let me make sure I'm, I'm tracking all of this here. <laughs> 
So you volunteered for a charity, then you were attacked on oh, no, the subway. I for a charity. Oh, you work I for, work a charity. for a charity. Oh, because you literally so, work for a charity. Now, what does the charity yeah. do? Uh, we help fight against poverty, social injustice, and hunger in over ninety countries. Are you Are you kidding me? This right is now? gold. And, this and is freaking what, gold right here. Well, what's the charity called? Let's give him a shout out. Oxfam. Ox the O X F A M. Yes. Oxfam. Okay, so Oxfam uh, helps battle poverty uh, uh, around in ninety countries. Yep, dude, you are you. I'm gonna ask this in the most polite way I can. Are you screwing with us? <laughs> no, <I'm not> serious. <laughs> like how? How did I mean? Other people interviewed you. We're not the first people to talk to you, right? Yeah. How the hell are you not on like the like the Tonight Show and shit? <laughs> right? like, yeah. You should be sitting there talking to Stephen Colbert right goddamn now. Uh, but we broke I'm it starting. First. I'm starting it today. Hashtag make Durden famous. Right. Hashtag make Durden famous. Indeed. <laughs> uh, okay. So so take us through uh, the incident itself. You're sitting okay, on the so subway, and and uh, you said that he slashed you from the back of the neck. Uh, okay, so it was kind of like a checkmate game. I noticed, because I'm always, like, after watching so many shows and stuff like that, I'm, like, you know, having trained and stuff like that, I'm always on guard. So I realized at the end, like, I was in checkmate. So I was sitting down, because, like, I got on the train and no one was on the train. So it was just me. And then three guys get on the train. And as they get on the train, two of them sit, um, like, but, like, not directly across me, but, like, I, uh, like a section ahead across from me and uh-huh. uh, other one goes like across from them and one gets up go to the back of the train to talk to the girls and they get long story short they get off the train and the next stop so this all happened the whole attack happened in four stops so it's like the first stop they were with me just they got on the train loud I thought maybe they were just drunk or something and um, when the girls got on and got off uh, the guy that actually went to the back of the train he came back and the other guy that actually got up to go sit in another seat, he went to like directly across from me. And I realized at the end, I'm like, okay, something is up. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm like, I, I just thought maybe it'll be a fight. So I'm like, yeah, if it's a fight, I could take all three of them. That is okay. I didn't think it would be a fight. So I'm like, I like, I'm sorry, right. we're right there. I want to, I just want to comment here. You notice that that wasn't cocky boasting, right? That was a statement of fact. Yeah. He said I could take them in the same way that I would be like, I can drink all of that alcohol. <laughs> or, or, or I'd be like, those three can take me. Right. right. It's that quiet confidence of which well, there's no, there's no debate here. This is, so, well, that's my favorite thing. Cause I get, you know, Durden, I commented on this when we were talking about your story, when we brought it up last week is that there's an actual quote in the article that we found about the attack where you were like hey man you just slashed me when the guy actually attacked you like just like not like just super cool like like, hey man what what the heck (laughs) so so were you attacked by all three of these guys or just by because they made it sound like it was one single guy yeah, I, I was attacked by one guy okay but they set up they set they set it up like oh shit so as yeah so it's like that's why i realized when i realized the position where i was at I'm like, oh, I'm screwed. I just cannot let my guard down because I realized he was across from me. So if I tried to get up and go out the train door, he would have got me. My back would have been turned to the other two. And if I would have went to the other uh, other door, the two were sitting right there. So and my back would have been turned to the guy behind me. So I realized I'm like, oh, I'm in checkmate. So I'm like, I'm getting off the next stop anyway. But if anything does break down, I have to stand in my seat in order to defend myself as best way as I possibly can because. That's the only way I could see all three at once because if I'm not, I'm blindsided. And my 
best friend, uh, Andrea, texts me. He's like, I just got home. And um, I just got home. Oh, oh, before that, I look at the guy, and he try to look away, like, as if he's just not paying attention. Then I realize, I'm like, okay, like, ah, oh, man. So I'm like, I can't put my guard down. Let me let my guard down. And she texted me. I was like, yeah. Um, she was like, I just got home. Like, oh, did you get home? I was like, I'm one stop away. And as I said that, I was about to send a text. I, what's called, I feel the presence the last second. And he, I look up, he grabbed my head for like two seconds. And um, he slashed me because I looked up at the last second. He wasn't able to like actually kill me. So when I, when that happened, I actually got up and I'm like, yo, you just slashed my face. And he was like, yeah. I'm like, what? Wow. <laughs> I didn't say wow, but I'm like, I looked, I'm like, the blood is dripping. So I'm like, yo, are you serious right now? So what I had in my hand, it actually wasn't the headband. It was, I actually had something from, um, like I made to go with my outfit, like as, cause of Atachi carries, what, uh, what's called it? Uh, Sasuke carries a sword around, but I, so I want to add right. that. Uh, what's called to uh, Tachi's outfit. So I, what I had in my hand, I hit him directly across the face, and he stood back and he tried to like, come again. But I jumped at him with the thing, and I thought about it. I literally in that moment, I thought like, okay, I could defend myself and defend myself and win, but I'll be dead at the end of the day. Or I can literally retreat and uh, what's called tend to my womb. So I, I retreated and I, I got out the train and. Which was Let's a good move. Yeah, probably yeah. this probably that's, a smart choice. Yeah, that's absolutely the yeah. smart move there. We we at For Geek's Sake one hundred percent endorse the backing away when you're down three to one on yeah. knife wielding attackers on a subway. That's a fair time to retreat. That, yeah. So what did you so we need to back up here though. So were you not holding the headband? I, I was okay, I was holding a headband, but I didn't hit him with the headband. So what'd you hit him with? What I had in my hand. It was like I, I made like it, it was for my for my outfit. So it's part of the cosplay. But uh, it was like, yeah. Okay. It was like um, it was like a um card cardboard pole. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the, the one that the Atachi carries. Huh? Is it the one that Atachi carries, or was it from another character? I'm, wait, sorry. Say it again. Was it the you said the cardboard too? Was it was it something was a was a part of an Itachi cosplay or a Sasuke cosplay or what were you cosplaying as? I just wanted to like because I didn't have an actual sword. I wanted it to be like that because like. Oh my god! You hit it with a cardboard sword. This gets even better. This is even better. He beat him off with a cardboard sword. This is the greatest. This is some Peter Pan motherfucker right here. (laughs) My man went at him with a cardboard sword. You do not play with Durden. Hashtag make dirt and famous. Hashtag we make need to dirt get, and like, famous. Kevin Smith on the case of making this Seriously. into a movie. Seriously, dude, dirted. That's insane. So, but are you okay? I guess we should have asked that earlier. Are you okay? <laughs> I'm sorry. What? Say it again. Are you okay? Yeah. Now? Are you like, Are you okay from the attack? Like, where are you at in the healing process? Because you you had what twenty seven stitches from this? Oh no 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 no. That was to my understanding. I did not know it was. A hundred plus. Oh dear God! Oh, I thought it was gonna be like it was only like eight or nine. No. It was like, no, no, no. It was literally no, no, five no. times twenty-seven. That. No, it was like a hundred and seventy-four. <laughs> dear God, that's yeah, insane. It was, it was around one hundred and fifty. <laughs> so you, so what? What happened? So you get out of the train. How did you get help? How did you get? Did you take yourself uh, to the hospital? Did you call a friend? Did oh no, I had um, the conductor. Sorry, train. 
Is there another okay, car um, accident happening? <laughs> uh, no, uh, we're getting off the train. Okay. But I'm is anybody? Is it, does it look okay? Anybody trying to knife you? Yeah, we're not. You, we're not distracting you. Be aware from your of your surroundings, surroundings right now, right? Exactly. I'm on a long. I don't. I don't take the subway anymore. I'm on a Long Island Railroad. Okay, good. <laughs> you know what? That's not a bad plan. That's not a bad plan. Or alternatively, but, um, you just show up in full cosplay with an actual sword and just be like, "Come at me, bro." I think that's another viable. I think we need to get this story to Uber and get you like a year of free Uber. <laughs> a year of free <laughs> Ubers so that you can not have to take drug public transportation anymore. Okay, so so you get off the subway and you're and you're you're cut up. Like you get, how do you get help? Oh, so I get off the subway. I'm yelling help. And I look around. Nobody's around. And um, he did get help. So I, I see the conductor. See the conductor. Um, and he's like, "Yo, what just happened? Yo, you're bleeding." I'm like, "Yeah, my face just got splashed." Uh, and I'm like, I need help. And he was like, uh, he started to call it in, but like, it wasn't fast enough. So I dialed 911 myself, and I was on the phone. As I'm on the phone, they're trying to get like all these questions. I'm like, I could be dying right now. Yeah, but the 911 <laughs> operator needs to make sure that he's got your address correct. Otherwise, <laughs> they... sir, where are you? So, Bleeding. <laughs> but did did they catch the guy? So, oh yeah, they they caught him. Good. That's good too. I, I, did they fi- find out a motive? Was he trying to rob you? Was he trying to kill you? What was going on? Uh, it was blood initiation. Oh, that's what the conclusion was considered. I mean, wow. But yeah, it was that. And uh, I realized I'm like, I can't keep letting. Uh, so I called a cop and I was called. I realized I cannot keep letting uh, the blood drip out. Me just holding it with my hand. So I, I rushed in. I took my shirt off. And I balled it up and started applying pressure to the wound. Oh, my God. So I don't bleed out to death. So I don't bleed out to death. And um, uh, from that, you know. So you beat a, a New York chapter of the Bloods using a cardboard sword on your way home from Comic-Con. Yeah. Maybe we shouldn't think, hashtag make dirt famous. Maybe I think you should. are hashtag uh, for geek's sake man of the year. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. There's no. There's no. There's no change. There's no challenge. To that I mean, I don't know what our. I don't even know what our second best is. Like that's <laughs> okay. So, so dirty. Let me let me ask. How can I ask? Do you mind me asking? How old are you, man? I'm 21, turning 22. Okay, next month. So part of this is that uh, at 21, 22, I was still immortal. So I think perhaps that was yeah. that was uh, good for you because at 30, at 36, if I was attacked by men on the subway, that just be would that just be where it would die. Yeah, that's, right. that's it. You're like, dead. It, like, it ends oh. there. You just crumple into a ball and cry as they continuously stab you. Right. I mean, but I'd at like, 21, you're like, I have so much to live for, and you do because you're 21. <laughs> at 36, I've already had yeah. kids and a mortgage. Like, there's nothing else for me. It's all. <laughs> It's all just okay, Durden. This is insane, man. So, so what's what's next for Durden? Do you have a oh, wait? Time out. I'm sorry. More important. Do you have a kick-ass scar? Yeah, it's healing up. Now. So nice. I don't know if I will be a scar, but I, I heal up. I'm feeling really good. Good. I'm glad it to hear that. Hurts. Uh, so, what's next for you, man? What do you? I mean. Do you do you now join another gang and fight against the first gang? I mean, like I don't know what the superhero origin story looks like. Well, what's next? Like I like because it's me and my fiance, so like we had to move where we were at. So it's like I have like a GoFundMe up. I'm trying to reach a goal so that um, we can like pretty much move um, into our apartment because it's getting. 
Is it in like, the suburbs? Can I can I encourage you to consider this? Okay. <laughs> oh, go fund me. Okay, so I'll tell you what, man. Orlando's um, great, by the way. Yeah, if you guys have never been to Orlando. No I mean, subway attacks. <laughs> no subway attacks uh, here. Unless unless it's like literally like the sandwich, like some Right. <laughs> Um, I'll tell you what, uh, uh, Jordan, this is what I want you to do. I want you to send us the GoFundMe link on For Geek's Sake, okay. and we will get that up on our page and, and share that with everybody. So uh, to all of our okay. listeners, dude, like, unless you've got other places for your money to go than a guy who beat off a blood initiation around the subway from a cosplay, just, unless you've got something to beat that, you need to, you, you, you owe Mr. Durden $5 for being a badass. Yeah. That's that's what that means, dude. Uh, 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 Durden, just I want to say thank you for taking the time to chat with us. Um, no problem. Your guys. your story's incredible. Uh, if you decide to go full superhero, uh, please remember us. And what's your name going to be? This is this is a very important question. What is your superhero name going to be? <laughs> I don't even know. You know what? No, no. I think I think I, I think you Luke Cage Maybe this thing. <laughs> exactly. You just go with yeah. your name. Just. Yeah. just Durden. Like, I like it. Yeah, yeah. I like it. And of course, if you're ever in Orlando, we would definitely love to have you in studio. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. 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 Awesome. All you right. guys are awesome. Hey, no. Thank you for having us. All right. So, once again, ladies and gentlemen, this is Anthony Durden, uh, uh, whose story just defies reason. <laughs> um, if you check out, we'll be able to check out that's Oxfam is the name of the charity that he's working with. Uh, and then check out the Go, the GoFundMe. And of course, hashtag uh, make Durden famous. Uh, Mr. Durden, thank you so much, man. You have a safe night and please get home carefully. Yeah. Why don't you like message us when you get home okay <laughs> because i have like this mom right. complex now <laughs> all right man you take it easy all right you guys do all right bye holy shit what an amazing what it like we could not have we couldn't have planned that we could no. not have planned that that was incredible i need to be clear here we did not know about most of that. All, Most we, of that. all we knew, what we talked about last week, was that he got slashed with a knife and he hit him with a headband. Right. And then everything that followed after it, everything that we just discovered in that phone call, this kid is a literal superhero. Yeah, we had we no idea. We just discovered a literal superhero. Hashtag make Durden famous. Hashtag make Durden famous. That's I'm it. serious. Like, I am baffled by this. Amazing. So we're going to get the GoFundMe page up. Our yes, our, absolutely. We'll get that piece up there. Show, show this it, guy some love. Really, it, it was no big deal. He was just taking on the bloods. Yeah, what? no, just... Just fighting off, you know, the biggest gang in the in Northeast. New York. No big deal. Like, I mean, wow. You know what? You know wow. what, Anthony Jordan? You're making Biggie Smalls proud. You are. Wait a minute. No, it wasn't Biggie of Blood. I You're, don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't, no. I don't know. Why are you? I don't. Don't, don't get us in trouble, damn it. I don't have blue or red bandanas. <laughs> Oh my god, we're moving on. I would like to remove so, myself from this narrative. We would also like you to remove we'd like you to remove all of For Geek's Sake. For Geek's Sake, by the way, we're gonna have to take another stand here. Takes no part in the gang war. Should, uh, should be we weird about the guy who was supposed to kill him but didn't, and what's gonna happen to him now? No. Is that weird? Nope. No, not worried about it at all. Nope. Don't give a shit. Don't kill people in the subway. Right. Don't attack people with knives. Uh, oh man! Wow, I I feel bad that Phil wasn't here to join us for this though. I know the conclusion of Stabby Dave. Right, yeah. right. That's <laughs> well, wow. he'll, he'll hear it. That's that's insane. I'm still, and I'm for real. Uber, you guys need to give this to seriously, seriously, man. Lyft, let's let's get Lyft okay, on this. Let's get Lyft we, on we it. We support Lyft more than we. Yeah. Oh yeah. Speaking of Uber, okay. though, can we talk about what we did before the show really quick? Uber eats his life. Uber eats. So I Uber. Mm-hmm. So D- Al got to eat. Dan, have you ever Uber eats? To eats? I still haven't. Okay. Uber so eats? so for an Eli, have you ever Uber ate before? Okay. So I am an avid Uber eats user because you're a hipster. 
also i just really like people to bring me food mm-hmm. i i support that it's pretty great. i don't think i qualify as a hipster but i definitely support that part so mm-hmm. today today is tuesday you're listening to this on thursday but tuesday was uber's first birth uber eats first birthday uh, so they oh they get old so fast I know right right okay, they grow up so fast uh, so they were offering so normally there's like a six ninety nine delivery fee or like a four ninety nine delivery fee or something that goes along with your order uh, today it was ninety nine cents so I was like let me be nice to the guys and I brought over some tacos I on my way home from work I ordered on the app and I had it sent to Factor Studios where we record and tacos from El Ranchero in downtown Orlando showed up so I have a, I have a very important question for you Mister Al Sterling mm-hmm. uh oh. Where do these rank against Waco Taco? Oh, no, they're not as good as Waco Taco. <sighs> Whatever. They're damn good. They were <laughs> they amazing. Were, they were really and good tacos. Now, those flautas? Those so flautas? So amazing, right? Those were, I think, they're not slap a baby good. <laughs> they're definitely slap a defenseless old person good. See, now I think I have more of a problem with slapping an old person than I do with slapping a baby. No, no, he, okay, I understand where you're at. Because you think that old that, that baby's obnoxious, uh, whereas that old person's <laughs> no. just sitting there. But here's why. You know, let me let me explain this here because this is important. Old people uh, did some shit. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. like they've done some shit in their life. They deserve to be slapped. Okay, at some point they did something that warranted being slapped, and, and they, they, and, they and they weren't slapped for right. it. Right, they got away. Especially with it. if that old person is white. I mean, like, <laughs> they, I'm not they, trying to make this the a race chances, thing. but the chances go up exponentially. Hashtag, hashtag. I'm not. No, I don't have a good hashtag for this one. I'm not trying to be racist here. I'm just making a general comment here. Uh, but I don't want to slap a defenseless old person. But if you were like, would you like a ranchero flata? And I would say yes. And then we got to slap that old person. I'm like, well, okay. You have to slap that baby. No, I'm not slapping that baby. It still depends on who the old person is. Oh, my God. I didn't want to go here with like the Like, if podcast. it's an old nun, you don't slap the old nun. That nun still was up to some shit. <laughs> but if it's, say, a senator, then you absolutely slap them. I'll slap the senator just on basic principle. But that nun was up to some shit. Don't let her fool you. <laughs> don't let that you know, happen. You know who's got it coming? So many people. Me? Pat Sajak. Me. I'm putting it out As there. As someone who is baptized of the Catholic faith, this conversation is officially making me incredibly freaking uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> can we move on? To, can we just do Liz's mom instead? Let's do Liz's Let's mom. Let's do Liz's mom. Speaking of things that make me uncomfortable. Doing Liz's mom. You love this part. Oh, man. This week on Liz's mom. You guys ready? You're never ready. <clears throat> I bought some shoes from a drug dealer. I don't know what he laced them with, but I've been tripping all day. So, um, <laughs> patreon.com slash for geek's sake. <laughs> if you'd like to join the uh, Liz's mom category, that's going to be $20 a month. Uh, no. You get whoa, your own jokes. Whoa, whoa, no. No? You're I, not accepting any more jokes on the show? I don't think I can handle a whole lot more than that. Oh, though, but at $40 a month, we had to kill Liz's mom. Uh, whoa, whoa, we're not <laughs> killing... We might we might do some of the segment. Wait a minute, wait a minute. No, 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 no. Kill the bit. Did no. you put that the bit, on? Bit, kill, kill the, the bit, bit, not the B-I-T. person. B-I-T. I'm, kill the segment, <laughs> we might say. Let's I'm go. not a monster. Let's, 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 good lord. Mother. This um, episode is also, also brought to you by Clyde Mays Bourbon Whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> Most important woman in my life. Thank you so much for giving me life. Uh, and I promise no one is going, dear God, did we kill the bottle? No, there is still some <laughs> bourbon left in the bottom. Give it. Oh, we're done. We're gonna give it. Come on, Bowiegans. 
Oh, okay. That's no, never mind. I yeah. thought there was like a smidgen, but no, oh, we're fine. Give me that back. <laughs> uh, uh, we're mostly about Bowegans, though. Yes, also Bowegans. It's a problem because it's hard to get Bowegans. It's like, hard to it's, here it's hard Tuesday to night. get growlers, which is why you. It's, it's, no, we've got the growlers. Well, no, we have to we, take the growlers with us to work. Yeah, we've got them, and the, but they don't last very long. And the point here is that you need to go to Bowegans. You do, and you need to Uh-oh. say the code word of the week. Uh oh, which is. Uh, hashtag make dirt and famous. Hashtag make dirt. And, there we go. I like that one. All right. So if you go to Bowiegan's Brewery in Castleberry mm-hmm. on 436, mm-hmm. uh, right across the street from Semarans Gateway, where not you can, directly across, where but you can like right down the, the street and across. Generally, and the you say the word, say the phrase, hashtag make dirt and famous. You the will phrase get, that pays. Uh, the phrase it that is pays. The phrase that pays. You will get a dollar <laughs> off of your draft. Yep. Make dirt and famous. Hashtag make dirt and famous. Hashtag make dirt and famous. That's that's it. Was that's the phrase that that's the the cheap beer phrase of the week right uh and i'm gonna go ahead and take it right now just so we're all clear here uh fuck fuck clyde mace uh they're not paying <laughs> us to do this shit this um, is damn good bourbon though it, it's yeah, i mean it's great bourbon and everything but they're not but bowegans is the one who's actually here's supporting the, for geek's here's the problem is that we've been drinking during the entire show and you think you just took the uh, the first f-bomb and you didn't because oh no this was a very vulgar episode <laughs> Ooh, i don't have to go back and listen to this over yeah all it's right fine. So let's gonna do it for it's us. fine let's go do some shameless plugs producer dan as always you can find me on epic events orlando.com for all of your dj service needs and uh let's see what else um this week i'm gonna throw out there uh Star Trek the Next Conversation, one of my favorite podcasts. Um they just hit uh the Borg episode. Oh in season two. Wait, like Lacutus um, or the first Borg episode? Q Who. Oh Q Who, okay. Which is where they first encounter the Borg. Right. Which means if you're paying attention, that uh that show is actually gonna start getting good now. <laughs> Growing the beard. Yeah. It it only took a season and a half. Yeah. And actually, Matt Moira says the beard is not the true indicator. It's the season three uniform change. Oh. Yeah. Look, Dan Troy's uniform change? Uh, I, I believe all of the uniforms have a slight change, but hers is the most noticeable. Right. Yeah. She just starts wearing a goddamn uniform. Yeah. Rather than showing up in whatever. <laughs> just like, her, her jumps. Shimmery fabric. Her, her pajamas. <laughs> Seriously, she, does. she looks like she's showing up in pajamas. Okay. Uh, next conversation. Liz, what you got? Uh, so Derby season's over. Aww. But also, you know, still like go like Orlando Derby on Facebook and mm-hmm. check us out when we come back next mm-hmm. season, which is going to be after the new year. Uh, but I'm going to go ahead and shamelessly plug Uber Eats and El Ranchero Tacos in downtown Orlando because damn it, those were some good tacos. Yeah, yeah. neither one of them pay us, though. Bowiegans for the win. OK, that's great. I, we get it that Bowiegans pays us, but this is the shameless plug segment of the damn show. I just don't want anybody to get confused. Don't get confused. The tacos don't pay us. I just really like tacos. Um, that's 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 an anti-deal breaker. <laughs> tacos are an anti-deal breaker, but like put more than just lettuce and cheese on your tacos. Or don't. Or no, just get rid just... of the lettuce and just have delicious meat and cheese. Oh, God. If you just... Ugh. Is that a deal breaker? That's a deal breaker. That's a, that's oh. a legitimate real live deal breaker. Somebody oh, somebody darn. had a first and last date with me because we went to Gringo's Locos Tacos and they only got meat and cheese on their tacos. And the date was going great up until then. It was going amazing. I wasn't going amazing. I was enjoying his company. <laughs> So I, I need to I need to lower my standards or raise my standards. I don't know what the what the right direction to go is here. But he only got meat and cheese on his freaking tacos. What is it, wrong with appreciating the taste of meat 
there's nothing wrong with appreciating the taste of meat and cheese, but then when you go on to tell me that like that's literally all you eat and you don't eat any vegetables and adding lettuce to a, you a don't taco destroys the texture I'm, of the taco. I'm, all right, I'm, we are mm. we are way too far into this episode anyway, for us to get down this rabbit hole. El Ranchero mm-hmm. tacos. Um, uh, they were very good. Do take... yourself a favor, order the carnitas and get some flautas. We had them with shredded the chicken. Flautas were legit. Uh, don't slap an old person when you eat the flautas. You don't have to. You don't have to. You can just order them. Like you right. don't have to slap people. Part... I don't think. I don't think that the taco spot requires any slapping. No, there's no. They don't want money. <laughs> there's no abuelita slapping. <laughs> That'd be an interesting <laughs> promotion. It would be. It would be. I don't know how the abuelitas go on with it. Let me tell you what. I've known several abuelitas, and they will slap the hell out of you back. Like you don't. <laughs> yeah. Like don't. Like don't that do that. Fight. That's a bad. That's a bad. Like, even Durden would lose. I'm just letting you know right now. <gasps> oh no. I don't know about that. Durden v abuelita. No abuelita wins. <laughs> Does he have a cardboard sword? Doesn't matter. Does Abuelita he have a cardboard sword, though? Because Mofo can do some damage with Listen, Abuelita doesn't need a knife. All she needs is a flip-flop. Uh, I'll mm. tell you right now. Don't make me take this shoe off. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Uh, okay, so I've got a couple here. I'm going to try to fly through real quick. First, uh, Emily Chance. Have uh, you read anything good lately? <laughs> Emily Chance, who goes by something else on the show, but her last name is Chance as far as I'm concerned, <laughs> has been watching Doctor Who and just picked up from Chris Eccleston like the beginning of that piece and has been messaging me along the way. So I'm not going to do, I don't have anything as good as, uh, uh, you know, nothing Kelsey Rose, but I do have to share just a couple very, very brief moments here. Uh, the first one is, um, where'd it go? Uh, oh damn it. I had it all put. Uh, the first one is damn it, where to go, where to go, where to go. Uh, oh my God. Is this how it's going to feel every time I have to get a new doctor? <laughs> uh, yes. Followed yes, it up is. by, uh, Actually, I, my response was, yeah. Uh, all followed by, um, hash, I guess, spoiler warnings. Uh, I don't know if we'll ever get off over the loss of Rose Tyler. And then there was the other one where she said, uh, in all caps, Martha Jones doesn't deserve anything. I hate her. <laughs> so, oh, that doesn't fare well for next week. So that's in the episode <laughs> that we're planning on doing. No, no, no. In her defense, Martha Jones is a terrible character. Um, Whoa. Yeah. Team Martha over Team Donna every day of the week. Holy shit. I've never come so close to hitting you. Guys. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Martha is a boss. Donna what is a whiny little brat. What did you say the name? Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, okay, so other things. Uh, Can we trap Donna in an alternate universe and get Rose back, please? Overwatch animated shorts. Ugh. For those of you who are... In, if you played Overwatch at all, I finally stumbled upon... Um, I mean, I've known about them. I just never bothered to watch them. But Overwatch has put out a series of these animated shorts that are like backstories and characters and stories about the universe that, that Overwatch exists in. And, the, and actually the production quality, the story quality, all that stuff, really good. Like insanely good. So that I think is worth checking out if you happen to be interested in it. Also going to plug Rocket League. This comes from uh, uh, Dan Kent, who's been on our show repeatedly. Yep. You know Dan Kent, right? Of course. Yeah. So Dan Kent... I- is Dan uh, Kent related to Dan Smith? It's, no, it's just Dan. People with the same last names tend to be related, I, right? So first Dan, names. So there's been Dan Cage, Dan Kent, so Dan Wayne. There's been a couple. Anyway, so Dan Kent. The point is, uh, has, has been has been really pushing Rocket League, and so I took kind of a brief look at it. This is mm-hmm. not my style of game, but it's pretty insanely cool. So I have to plug it anyway. Mm. Uh, it's soccer, but everybody gets their own ridiculously custom made car to play with. 
So you play soccer with with like like cars super, with cars. It's, it's a it's a video game. It's not <laughs> yeah, like a, that's not how soccer works. Really. <laughs> well, that's what they, they use they use uh, actually for Overwatch folks, uh, Lucio Ball. Not terribly different, but the <laughs> you get to take your car and as you level up, you get to trick out the car and add a bunch of extra stuff with it, and then you play soccer basically with but everybody drives the car. How much um, better would actual soccer be if one player from each team was in a car? Well, it'd be shorter because everybody else would get run over. <laughs> I think it would be but, great. It'd be I a like great way to fix stuff. that sport. I don't think that's something that they need to fix. Uh, and then the other piece here that I've actually been wondering about. So I've been plugging um, Dresden two, Files. No. <laughs> actually, more than the Dresden Files. There's two shows that I think I've talked about a whole bunch recently. The Good Place and, yes. and Gifted. Um, here's the thing. Get, the Good Place has gotten a bunch of critical reception, as we as one would expect. Gifted's actually getting panned by the critics. Interesting. Yeah, like Gifted is being looked at at the same level as uh, Inhumans. Oh, and whoa, I don't. Whoa, right? Okay, so I wanted to ask you here: I, Are you you're watching? But you've watched both, right? I I am watching both because of this show. Would you watch either without the show? I would watch Gifted without the show. Okay, so would I. I'm okay. suffering through Inhumans because, damn it, somebody has to. And that is how I feel about. Stranger Things. No, it is not. No, it is I not. I only watched it because you guys made me. Yeah, on the, yeah, but then you liked it. I liked it. Yeah, I'm not just liked ashamed it. to admit that I liked it. Uh-huh. Just liked it. The second season was less ooky spooky than the first season. Okay, so. I thought the second season was more ooky spooky. No, stop. We are we're clearing two hours here. We're stopping this damn thing right now. But uh, uh, so I'm really kind of curious. I want to get. <laughs> we're stopping this of, damn thing right now as I continue to talk. So the the piece of there is the only thing I'm saying. Like I don't know. <laughs> I have to go back and try to give it a more critical eye, I guess. But at this point, Star Trek Discovery is actually getting ready to rocket past both of them. I need to finish watching uh, and get caught up. But it looks really good. So we'll see what goes on there. Uh, so that's going to do it. Patreon, uh, Facebook. Um, Twitter. Twitter. Really? Uh, yeah, we're on, we're on Twitter. Twitter. I don't know. Twitter was the part that I was a little confused about. I don't about. know. There's whiskey the, involved. Um, there's a lot of whiskey involved. We want to say thank you to everybody for showing up. We want to say a shout out to uh, Mr. Anthony Durden. Thank you for being our very first call and guest. Um, that's a high bar. That high bar. Just, that has been left now. So just, we know. would love it if people could mention in the comments how they uh, how you felt about the phone in interview, and if you would like to see more of that. Please also, stroke Dan's ego, everyone is what we're saying. Well, no, no, no. I have one other one. Also in the comments, tell us your favorite taco place in Central Florida. We'd love to see what your favorite taco place is. There's only one place that I will accept as possibly on the same level as Waco Taco, mm-hmm. and that's Gringos Locos. Maybe there are great taco places that you just haven't found in this town, Al. Unlikely. Maybe you need to expand your horizons, Al. Unlikely. Uh, <laughs> that is going to do it for us. We want to say thank you to Taco Director Eli, Producer Dan, Co-host Liz, Bo Wiggins. Yeah. Beer. Yeah. They're yep. the best. Yay, Bo Wiggins. Mjolnir. No, not Mjolnir. Nope. Hashtag, Hashtag make Durden famous. Hashtag make, make Durden famous. famous. Uh, that is going to do it for us. I want to thank you guys so much. Next week, you want to tell them what's going on next week? Yeah, I'm really excited about next week, guys. Uh, so Al's going to be out of town. So you know how they usually make me run, let me run, do I do the show. I do the show anyway. when Al's out of town. We uh, do the show. We. Thank you. We <laughs> do the show when Al's out of town. Um, so next week, uh, we are going to do an all-female cast 
It's going to be nothing but ladies running the show. So talking I get a to, week off? You get a week off. Eli, you get a week off. No, no, no. Dan gets a week off. They nice. still have to show up and help set up and they have to leave, right? You don't need to fucking tell them that. No, make them show up, do the work, and then leave. I think that's great. No, you said I don't even have to show up. That's right. Whatever it is. It's all yeah. girls is what the <laughs> point is. It's ladies night. Girl power with some men in the background helping us do stuff. But staying out of the way. Hashtag mostly. feminism. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, that's They're what men have been doing for literally six years. because I them to do it. Uh, yeah, no, no, no. So we're going to be doing a, a review of Women in Geek um, over the year of 2017 because we're in kind of mid-November, guys, and we're getting into, like, wrap-up season. So we're going to talk about all the cool shit that happened uh, revolving around women in 2017. So I'm really excited about next week. So oh. And then, to follow up this great review, we're going to have a questionable review of... Justice, Justice League. League. Which will either be. I don't know, because we're getting Gal Gadot and Jason Momoa on the same screen. And I think I like here's my expectations for this movie is immediate orgasm followed by immediate death. Mm. I <laughs> no, I have nothing to say to that. <laughs> That's gonna do it for us. I want to thank you guys so much for hanging around for the entire goddamn two hours. Until next week, this is Liz Aim saying And uh it's a tie. Can we fix it? Can we, can't. we fix there it, it is. We found it. Yay! <laughs>